ass over dick with drums. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Behind the Sins, presented by CinemaSins. Welcome to Behind the Sins, a weekly look at everything going on inside the world of Cinema Sins. I'm Aaron Dicer, and I'm joined as always by Jonathan Watkins. Hello, hello. And Danae Hughes. I'm in the closet. We write for Cinema Sins <laughs> and TV Sins and do various other things inside the Cinema Sins universe as well. Uh, are you speaking literally or metaphorically, Danae? I'm literally in a closet. Yes, you are. You are. Well, yeah. metaphorically in the closet even. Oh, never mind. Uh, yeah, you're literally in the closet. <laughs> you know, it's, we're probably all kind of metaphorically in the closet about something. It's not like we share everything with everybody, but that term has definitely become, you know, meant to mean sexual orientation in the closet. Usually. Yeah, I think what you're talking about is we all have skeletons. In yes, closet. and see, that's in the closet as well. Yeah, so there is kind of that yeah. that understanding of... You know, being in the closet. But and no, Danae, Danae also literally has skeletons in the closet. <laughs> yeah, there's at least one skeleton in there, I hope. You don't seem like a blobby mess. Are you talking about the oh, one that's inside? Yeah. It, it's yes. inside my body? Yes. Okay, that, exactly. There's okay. also something inside her body in her closet. She's, uh, I'm afraid. She's, Happy Easter. She's boned. <laughs> well, when this comes out, well, it'll be past Easter, so we hope you had a good Easter. Yeah, no, that's true as well. It is definitely interesting times, whether it's Easter or not. Uh, we are oh, all this will come out. It. This will come out after the Sincast, by the way. I have to tell you, man, this week's Sincast, I cannot wait till you two get to hear it. it the weirdest, weirdest matchup. They're doing the brackets still. Mm-hmm. And it is the weirdest matchup ever. It is Paddington 2 versus the Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> <laughs> I won't give away who wins because you guys haven't listened. That's an easy one for me. That, oh, my God. And I don't know if Barrett's going to keep the title I suggested, but I suggested Paddington Does Cocaine was the title of the episode. So. <laughs> nice. I'm now envisioning oh that first scene of Wolf of Wall Street, but with Paddington <laughs> instead of Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. And it's yeah, the Matthew worst thing ever. It's the to worst him. thing that's ever been in my mind. So... Uh, <laughs> We should probably move on. Uh, oh, my goodness. Yeah, it is. Uh, we hope everybody's well. We hope you're doing well. We hope you and your family are safe, that you're staying home. We're all getting through this together, and uh, we'll continue to do this podcast remotely to maybe give you a little bit of entertainment uh, to take your mind off things here for uh, a little bit. It's- Helps us, too, I think. So. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Um, I don't see any reason to wait. You guys want to get into it? Let's do it. All right, let's do this inside scoop. What's he building in there? going to take a look at the videos from the week, the process of sending them, how we felt about the stuff we were sending in general. We'll kick it off with TV Sins, going all the way back to X-Men, the animated series. Uh, this is a two-part pilot for this show involving, I think it's something of the Sentinels or something is technically the, the title of the uh, two-part. Night of the Sentinels, yeah. I believe, is what it was called. Night of the Sentinels. Yes. Uh, this was a Hughes Watkins script, so Jonathan and Danae writing on this one. What is your experience with this show? Like, did you watch oh, X- man. The X-Men the Animated I Series? I watched the heck out of this show. This is like this is one of those that I loved, 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 loved when I was a kid. Yeah, it's right. It's right in your age range because my brother loved this show too. You and my brother about the same age, and which is about six years behind me or whatever. I kind of missed this, so I watched it almost secondhand through him because he was always watching it, and I was like, "Oh, that's kind of cool." Although at that time, I was not in any way, shape, or form like aware of 
the X-Men. I was never a comic book reader. You know, it was, I knew Superman and Batman. I knew who they were, but it was like anything beyond that I was kind of unaware of. So I was like, what are these interesting characters, you know, kind of thing. But I just, I never really sat down and watched it. Yeah, I was, I guess I was about 18 when it came out. You were probably 19. So, because it was 94. Yeah. And um, I, I was a comic book reader, but I wasn't really watching animated shows. I think Batman, the animated series might've been something I was occasionally watching at the time but you know i was just like i'm not watching animated shows i'm 18 years old i'm going to college and uh <laughs> but i did would catch it every now and then i had roommates that would watch it and um uh, my younger sister watched it occasionally so i would catch episodes of it just and just because i read the comics but i but honestly x-men was not a comic i was really into at that time i didn't really start getting into x-men until probably the odds uh, when the movie started coming out was kind of when I started reading those comics. But uh, this and Spider-Man were on about the same time, the Spider-Man animated series. Yeah, This was the and, first time I remember. Oh, like, this was actually 92. This wasn't 94. Sorry. So I was, was going to say, I, thought it was, I thought it was before I went off to college. Spider-Man but... was 94. Yeah. I mean, Go in, ahead, in the things that I watched, it was like Disney, My Little Pony. So everything was really glittery and girly. And like this was the first time there were like uh, different female characters mm-hmm. to kind of r- try to relate to, or even the whole idea of, of a superhero for me. There, Batman, I think, was another one that I really enjoyed. But even then, you know, and you've got like, it's not quite the same feel as yeah. X-Men. X-Men well, well, is sort of like, you've got this team of people that are mm-hmm. trying to save the day, whereas Batman's more like, Batman is trying to stop a villain in this episode. And he's trying to stop a villain in this episode. So it's a little different feel, whereas X-Men had this like group dynamic. So it was really interesting because I'm watching this to Senate, and I have not seen X-Men since I was a kid. And so I sit down, and as soon as the music started, I was like, <laughs> Hell yeah! That is the best music. That okay, is one of the so, best. Things. I was so, so let's charged. just go there right away. How did neither of you take away a sin for the for the opening theme? Like, I, oh, I, I figure no. if there was one guarantee, it was that that opening theme would get a little bit of a sin removal. I don't know. Okay, so I, the sin removal thing. Well, first of all, I should say I was the lead writer. This is my first time being a, yeah, like a lead writer. I, so. I, I honestly, writer. I honestly didn't know that people loved it that much i thought it was cool but like i didn't watch the show really when it was on like i said so i I didn't i don't i'm not on x-men and animated series forums i have no idea how impactful this was to people i didn't realize it was um i mean to me it's like crack to my it's like crack nostalgia you are not nostalgia crack you are not alone i don't know yeah we screwed up that's all (laughs) but but at the same time like i struggle back and forth with this like part of me that goes do we always have to give sins back? No. Is that, do we have to do we that? Don't. And the answer is no, we're sinning things. And also there's something fun about trolling you guys. I mean, <laughs> going into the, going into the comment section and seeing everyone raging about it. I really feel like I'm turning to the dark side. I've talked about this for a couple of episodes, but I'm actually kind of starting to smirk about it. And I, it wasn't purposeful or anything. Mm-hmm. It was just something yeah. we didn't do. So I have a feeling percentage wise, I probably give the least amount of sins back. I would guess I, I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe Jeremy. But um, uh, Aaron gives like 40 cents back a script. Yeah. I, and then we have to turn it down. 100%. Uh, you know, and I, I would say I would say actually Barrett's probably next that I've noticed when mm-hmm. I'm writing. With I, people. No, I agree. And, Barrett gives stuff. And back I think too, the yeah. main reason I don't is because like, especially when I'm writing like TV sense scripts with Aaron, like I know Aaron's going to give sins back. So I'm like, well, <laughs> I, I don't even need to do that. Well, and for me, um, I think as I as I sit here and I sort of wonder why I wouldn't think about that. I've really been working on figuring out how to send something. Right, so yeah. 
And then knowing what the narrator would decide to give sins back for, for example, in Mulan, he gave a sin back for the annoying guy standing there for his picture to be painted. Like he stood mm. like that for so long <laughs> and that's impressive. So the narrator gives a sin back for that and the fans rage because we didn't give a sin back for this amazing music. And that feels more on brand to me. And yeah. then I'll watch other ones where I know someone wrote on it. Like, oh, you know, this is just like Scott Pilgrim, for example, we'll talk about later on. Tons of sins back for Scott Pilgrim. No, I didn't even write on I that one. That wasn't even I me. Know. <laughs> so I just, I don't think I have a clear perspective, but I do give them back from time to time. I just didn't for this one. Yeah, no, it's fine. I, I, just I mean, you gave them all back recently. It is, it is literally, <laughs> it is literally the only thing I know about the show is that the theme song is amazing. And so in the, uh, the, it is pretty good. The comment uh, or the description for the video, I actually put something about having the most amazing theme song or whatever. I did uh, that in the tweet too. So I tweeted yeah. it out. Um, yeah, we yeah. just didn't. Whatever. No, it's fine. I'm just kidding. Whatever. We also made fun of Gambit. Whatever. <laughs> oh my God. Let's get into that. <laughs> yeah, let's go ahead and get into the sins. Since you guys send it, I, I will kind of go through some of my favorites. Um, I uh, really, really love the Does everyone have red hair? Because it's not something you would <laughs> necessarily notice. Until it's pointed out to you, and I was just like, oh my goodness, you're not wrong. Like, was that okay. just the easiest color? The comment section was fun on this one. Uh, Cade said, when you pointed out, does everyone have red hair? It made me realize how many characters have red hair. And then Rousey says, well, technically speaking, it is a mutation. <laughs> like, that is so funny. That's good. That is good. <laughs> and uh, then someone else in the comments was having, they're like, listen, I have red hair. I've been, str- I've been struggling with this my whole life. Are you making fun of red hair? So I had to go in there as just Danae and be like, no, 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 not making fun of red hair, making fun of the animators for making everyone have red hair. Yeah. Yeah. Like they couldn't color. They didn't have like a different. It was like a control C, control V situation. Yeah. Yeah. I had red hair for like the first four or five years of my life. So. Hey, the, yeah, I will say the, which we didn't really get onto that because I mean, it's 1992, but animation is a little rough in this. Yeah. I I will say, but I will say I have. I, I enjoyed it so much. I've actually that's become my like lunchtime watch because it's oh, on cool. Disney, it's on Disney Plus. <gasps> Is so, it? Oh really? yeah, yeah. They're all yeah. on Disney Plus. Yeah. So it's just Heck like yeah. that's an easy like twenty okay. minutes while that's I eat cool. a sandwich or something. I'll I'll watch Love like it. an episode of that. And the Spider Man show is on Disney Plus. Yeah, so that's cool. I, I watch those and yeah. Anyways, um, the return of the Wawa Bagaga uh, in this script. Yep. Um, so I I mentioned that I was trying to get it in on a main script and I was wrong. It was actually this one. Okay, uh, and I was the lead writer on it, so I just put it in. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I didn't have to go through anybody. I guess yeah, I but did neither Chris or I phase, so. <laughs> Chris and I both were like, yeah, that's cool. yeah. You you were so helpful putting the script together. So thank. You. Um, my favorite my um my favorite part of that sin, which is a great sin by the way is the call Lilu uh, part of that sin. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, it's just so perfect. Um, so I love that. Uh, heroes, uh, heroes who womanize and have a good grasp on insurance policies made me giggle. <laughs> 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 Uh, the, yeah, that was a few different things, I believe, and then it, we ended up with that. Yeah, uh, that, that was I can't great. Remember. Um, and then yeah. the entire series of um, following the thought progression that ended with, which reminds me that I'm not entertained by this show, uh, yeah. was just really fun. I love that. I love those <laughs> those like combo sins where you know they just kind of build on each other. So that was a yeah, lot of like fun. Yeah, like bringing in the mixed media on that one was a lot of fun. We actually had that thought um, after. After we saw the edit and I were, you know, you're hearing him deliver it. 
and in my mind, I'm seeing the pictures of the things that I was thinking yeah. of. And but uh, so then I just wrote in and said, "Hey, can you try something here?" Uh, and then we tweaked it a little bit because one of the images they they actually found all of the images that I, mm-hmm. I wanted them to find and added their own like the the um, the meme of the dog that's like in the burning room. That yeah, says, everything's fine. fine. Yeah, but like with the toilet paper on the. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> they had toilet paper on the. They did all that stuff. Um, but I very specifically wanted the um, visual of the. Sheriff the mole. with the with the yeah, mole from, from the sheriff because types, that was yeah. from another Robin Hood movie. So we asked, you know asked that to be tweaked, but that did turn out really really good. Yeah, In fact, I, I actually it. I sent it to Jeremy just so he could see the like what it looks like because yeah. I'm sure as you're narrating you have no idea. Yeah. Um, and then finally, um, sounds like you're choking on a rutabaga for whatever reason. When you can yeah. throw in something specific oh like God. a rutabaga, uh, just <laughs> just slayed me. The the just the the guy's voice just it, right. It was crazy. I it mean, was it was so just weird. like that was like that was the take. They were like, yeah. you nailed it, man. What a weird voice performance. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But I loved that. Uh, I mean, I guess you know, afternoon Saturday morning television. Maybe they're not really uh, they're not getting a lot of takes there. But that was that was odd. And then um, and then even and then the reading of the guy who played Wolverine, whose name I forget now. That but we put it in the script. Uh, something Dodd, I think. Yeah. But, um, yeah. He sounded just like Will Arnett's Batman. Like sound. I mean, like literally sounded just like that. So. Yeah, I put in that joke about you know who knew, <laughs> <laughs> which will not be uh, the last time we mention Will Arnett's Batman in this series of uh, videos that we're talking about today. That's funny. Uh, I guess there's going to be some repeats. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say the only other thing I want to talk about was the Gambit thing because uh, it was all over the comments, and I love those sins. I really do because Gambit is the weirdest. Like he's, by the way, I think is my brother's favorite from the animated series. He's he a lot of people's favorite. Loved character. Gambit, and then when you start to think of not what Gambit's powers are, but the way that he chooses to use them, it's just and that's what we're, so and that's what we're weird. sending because and, and a few people jumped on that in YouTube on the YouTube comments. I noticed they 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 mentioned that because people would be like he doesn't just throw cards and then so he's like that's not what they're saying they're saying that the fact that he chooses to throw cards <laughs> yeah it's just such a weird one well i i disagree i love gambit i, I think that most people I, do but i obviously like i i thought it was a fun perspective for the narrator to take yeah. that approach mm-hmm. of hating a character that's kind of a fun thing to sort of like and you I, know, take. I don't i don't hate him he's fine i mean he's not my least favorite x-men or anything but like i just he has such an erratic well, if you think fan about it, base if, if you had the power to connect charge something to kind of give it a bomb power and then throw it mm-hmm. what else would you do that oh, is know. lightweight and has 52 charges but a pack of cards and you could flip those things pretty far you get pretty good at it people do card tricks and stuff to me it always was pretty rad I, what i didn't remember about gambit was that he had black eyes and red pupils <laughs> yeah. i did not remember he looks terrifying and then he has that weird and several of the x-men do and you just kind of forget this over the years but though the their outfits is where like his jaw and the side of his face is sort of covered in that black half cowl thing and then his hair sort of sticks out of the top it's just a strange you Was know it? it's an animation choice it's a stylistic choice but he looks absolutely terrifying and then there's this thirsty girl like flirting with him at the mall <laughs> that's what i was just yeah. about to ask if that was your yeah, if that was your sin about the i think the uh the uh, uh dripping with lust i think maybe yes. was the phrase you used dripping with lust she was she had her ass all out it was like she was ready <laughs> to go 
by the way, I wrote in another one of uh, a fan's name into the script that calling her no name was very specific because we have somebody on Discord who isn't, that's not my name. And so I wanted to, and and actually after I did it, I was like, "Um, so I kind of like wrote you into a script, but I made you this thirsty, like real like hot bothered person. So hopefully you're not, (laughs) I'm not saying anything about you specifically. (laughs) We also have to talk about how people thank Danae for the period uh, sin. Yeah, go. Yeah, that was kind of cool. I didn't expect that, but um, I wrote even a longer kind of moment to that, and we just sort of cut it down to an also sin because there was a couple things going on mm-hmm, in that mm-hmm. moment. And yeah, we got a comment on Twitter about that, so that was cool. Yeah, just like a thanks for the representation. This is exactly what it's like, and that is the exact pose that you go into <laughs> whenever you have your period. You're just like, why is this happening to me? And even that moment. Moment, Ju- uh, Jubilee actually says several other things that all perfectly align with your first period. Yeah, so I also love the. I also love the part where I, I believe Danae wrote this. I know I didn't. It could have been Chris, I guess, but I think it was Danae uh, where it said something like, uh, "I love how this team unites and everybody loves everybody," and then it's like, except Morph, and he died. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, and Morph was like such an obvious red shirt because like he's barely even in the comic. Like he, I didn't he, even remember him died, at all. He dies very early on in the comics too. So oh, okay, I yeah, had no so recollection was, of him at all. In fact, when I, I saw him, I was like, "Who I is that guy?" Yeah. I actually I wrote a sin that I I don't think I ended up keeping, but now I wish I sort of would have figured out how to make it work. Where Jeremy would have miss would have thought that was Mystique. Uh, like you know like played into the whole thing like mystique looks dumb or something but then because morph ends up dying i i think i took it out of my script and i should Uh i should mention because somebody listening to this will think i don't want them to think i'm an idiot morph is actually not the character's name in the comics it was a different name i do not remember what it is now they use that character type for the character of morph i believe the character in the comic comics was named murph I think is uh, yes, that's yes, it exactly. But I, I loved how we like played into Morph uh, and kind of like played up his death. And um, uh, Brian Wood said the biggest sin is why does Morph push the guy with the healing factor out of the way so that he could get shot? Even when I was ten years old, that did not make sense to me. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. I so there was actually several people who kind of pointed that out in the comments. This the comment section is just full of you know people giving opinions, which is yeah. which can be fun and a little bit. Uh, daunting at the same I think, time i think you nailed danae though why the x-men are interesting versus like like are more or some are in some ways more interesting because they aren't like your typical comic book they're not really superheroes um like in the traditional way and i think this cartoon actually gets that i don't think the movies get that i think the movies try to be like traditional super well i mean that first x-men movie basically created the tentpole for what became the the superhero movie yeah right uh what what the mcu is doing now so i i I do love that about the cartoon and i think that's why i started watching it because it's like oh they actually like they get the x-men so chris was the shadow on this one and he wrote that the weird thing to him was uh while watching that of the sentinels um was that they are very clunky villain giant robots with no reflexes trying to gather up (laughs) known mutants ignoring the obvious mutants if they weren't listed in the program one of the dumbest parts is when one of the sentinels tries to locate one girl only to find out that she's put a bunch of pillows on her bed to look like she's sleeping and has escaped (laughs) that's when the sentinel turns into a tracking program like he couldn't have just done that in the first place (laughs) yeah so i really i really enjoyed some of chris's um he he had some of my favorites in this one he did the um i believe he 
did he do the philosophy sin uh, where remember. where beast is like you know like are are any of us really safe and like he's doing the whole safety thing it was it was me or him i honestly okay. don't remember i can't remember point. but there was some <laughs> there were some additions that he had to this one that just, i think he did the sentinel thing right he did the yes the sentinel yeah, uh, sent it all robert when my name is robert polson which i don't understand that reference you guys want to you guys want to tell me a horrible ending to a movie again i don't want to know about <laughs> it but yeah, so this there's this movie called The Mist. And, no, uh, no. What, Robert, what is Robert Paulson? That's um, that's a Fight Club, right? Uh, you think so? It was so funny because it was kind of like Sentinel, sent it all, Sentin- Sentinel. Yeah, yeah, my yeah. name is Robert Paulson. My name is Robert. Paulson. I didn't look that up. I just was like, yeah, it's that's it's Fight Club. No, I had to look it okay. up too because I'm not. I mean, I've seen Fight Club, but I'm I I don't know it back and forth like Chris does. And uh, at first, I thought he was making like a term like a weird Terminator reference or something that I just didn't get. And uh, then I looked it up and found out it was Fight Club. So uh, there he you go. also helped he also helped the derpity derpity do kind of yep. one work well. Um, and that was really that was really great. Um, the oh oh the sin was X Men come for the action pack or the the, the action and stay for the philosophy. And oh, that which was, is true. Really yeah, might have been him. I honestly don't. I I forget get like half the time what i've written so the only thing i really wanted to kind of like touch base on was this whole conversation about uh you know what no first i'm going to tell you something about beast beast has this comment this non-degare comment and i kind of fought for this one a little bit because um it's it's when storm shows her powers and he's in the background he's like i always want and to think that i used to wonder about her nom de guerre and i was like what the hell is beast talking about (laughs) it's a what that means is a fictitious name used when the person Mm -hmm. performs a particular social role and i was like no you didn't beast you would know Storm's powers like instantly. You never like wondered about it. And anyway, mm-hmm. maybe he did for a split second. And so technically, maybe he could. But I love maybe that he's trolling so much you because yeah, I don't know. Well, well I think some it of it's I think some of it's too because we have to learn who they are because there was also that one dumb moment where they're like in the middle yeah. of the battle and they're like, right. "What is being Why an X Men all about?" Or yeah, yeah, like, what I. I like that you pointed that out. This is when you're having this conversation that you've <laughs> clearly had before. The only other one, though, that I was uh, for the comments blew up on uh, was the, the 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 storm and her powers of allowing people to fly. I read so many of those comments trying to kind of have a better understanding of Storm's powers because, first of all, Storm was my favorite growing up. She was the of all the X Men, she was the one that I loved the most. Man, I bet um, you don't like the movies. No, it's it's such a, (laughs) she's so underused. Although Halle Berry, like coming into that, like, what was that, uh, elevator shaft or something when she was up in the I don't remember yeah it sounds right I loved that it's just she's so cool but I've never really understood how she flies I you know Mm -hmm. I'm assuming she sort of uses the wind to fly so people are like in the comments and they're trying to explain that she sort of creates a quote wind envelope around whomever she wants and I'm like okay well then maybe if I had known that 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 would mean that she could just envelop all of her friends and make them fly so why would they even need to have you know a jet or anything really you're sending the show and what the show is showing like what the (laughs) and the the way they animated that it looked exactly like you send it yeah yeah and so then and so then i'm like uh so so then i said oh okay like that's cool thanks for telling me that that's interesting news 
I would have maybe done this a little bit different because, you know, maybe more people would be able to fly. And they and their response was, well, I think she has to touch them, which just tells me that nobody knows what the fuck is going on with the story. I think that's true about a lot of these. In fact, my uh, keeping tabs has to do with one of the X-Men characters. So, nice. Uh, the, even like Wolverine, like who's really popular, I think a lot of people, I mean, I don't really completely understand. And plus also through all these years that that comics existed, they've changed so much, you know, like they retcon constantly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what the powers are able to do and whatnot. Well, so. in, uh, in fairness, uh, trapping my wife in my wind envelope is uh, also one of my superpowers. So, um, what does that even mean? <laughs> I don't even know how to visualize what you're trying to convey just, right now. And I don't just, know that I want to. <laughs> no, I don't I don't need you to come out and put your arm around me and have a conversation. Are you talking about a Dutch oven? What yes, are you talking yes, about? Exactly, oh, okay. exactly. Oh my god, that is not where I was going. I really am the least pervy. <laughs> I don't even think that's perv, but that's just that's just farting. But uh All right, I never um, would have gone there. All right, on that note, uh, let's move on. Let's move on to SpongeBob. Uh another SpongeBob episode. Band Geeks, possibly the most notorious SpongeBob episode in the canon. Uh, yeah, you well, taught I, me some stuff on this one. Yeah. I, I feel like we need to start off this SpongeBob section by recapping last episode where Jonathan said that he might end up liking SpongeBob, but then I've seen some of the back and forth conversations <laughs> and I, I feel like you need to update yeah, everyone. No. <laughs> no, no, I don't think I'm going to like this show. <laughs> it's okay. No, I, I will say I agree with you, Danae, though. It's been really fun to send. It and it's very light and fanciful and all that fun stuff. But there's just I don't know. I can't explain it. Squidward pisses him off instantly. There's something about it that just irritates me. There's something. Well, even Chris said the same thing yeah. too. To be fair, yeah. Like I'm watching your guys' conversation. Like, oh, he don't like this. And Chris the other is like, thing, this, Chris said this is one of the most irritating things he's yeah. ever seen. And that, that, that'll be a future episode. But yeah, yeah. Um, and also, there is um. I I think it was in the camping episode. If not, it's in one that has been recently watched where SpongeBob has has a head phallus. And I wanted to tell you, Aaron, because that was one of your sins. Not Wait, from no, this he really episode. does. He, well, he has an arrow that comes out of his head and points at something, oh. which means that maybe under his hat, he just creates a little phallus, in which case... He can do Ew. a lot of things. He can I, live in mailboxes and... Yeah. Wow. Squidward is awful. Like, he's just a terrible... Like, he's like Caillou with in the ocean. Like, he's just... He's terrible. <laughs> well, I'm still uh, having I, fun. I hadn't seen this episode. Who who were the writers on this one? Was it you two? Yeah, uh, yeah. This was yeah. This was a Dicer Walking script. So Jonathan and I wrote on this, and I this don't know is, that we. This is one of those popular episodes, right? It's like one of the highest rated, I think. Or yes, maybe I'm thinking of something. Yes, else. this is this is the this is the Granddaddy episode right here. Wow, I really want to watch the full episode. It looks like a lot of fun. Um, but again, I think I'm more landing on the SpongeBob fan side of things of this trio. I'm kind of being <laughs> this, was the, this was the best one that I've seen but but the Super Bowl thing is the main reason it's a big deal right yes well, and well tell it was me a about big deal that. before the Super Bowl but the Super Bowl kind of okay. blew it up on uh on the big stage uh yeah I can talk about that right now um basically the story behind this episode is after um I forget his name and I don't have it in my notes but the creator of Spongebob Hildebrand I think is his name Stephen maybe uh it sounds right passed away and the yeah, Super Bowl Stephen that- Hill- Hillen- Hillenberg Hillenberg 
Okay, I thought Hillenburg. it was Brandon. Okay, Hillenburg. Um, so anyways, he passed away, and then the fans who loved this episode, it was already a very popular episode, and they love it, said for a tribute to him, the Super Bowl should actually do this Super Bowl halftime show, like the SpongeBob uh-huh. song and everything. And so they okay. petitioned huge signings, you know, like a lot of people signed the petition to have the NFL did this. And then the NFL released a teaser the week of the Super Bowl that teased the first few notes of this song. And so fans were like, oh, my goodness, they're going to do it. Like Maroon 5 was already scheduled for the <laughs> for the halftime show. And then it turned mm-hmm. out that they just played the fanfare before the Super Bowl halftime uh, show as just kind of a nod to the fans. Okay. Well, here's the thing. And I kind of mentioned this in The Final Sin. You know, fans don't want a nod. They want exactly what they ask for. And so fans were really upset that the Super Bowl tricked Aww. them into think, to, you know, thinking that it was going to be the whole thing. And it was just, you know, kind of a nod. Yeah, it almost would have been better if they just hadn't done anything. Yeah, that's like I mean, at least then you could have been like, well, okay, they just decided not to do it. But thing, I mean, if you think of it from their perspective, they thought they were doing a good thing, you know, kind of, you mm-hmm. know, paying tribute without, you know, I. I, I don't know. I don't know what people expected. Did you, did you expect Maroon Five to actually sing that song to sing "Sweet Victory"? Like, is that something you thought would happen? Like, I, you know, I don't know. So, but did anyways, you expect I remember, the ground to uh, open up and a little bubble of water to pop up in the yeah. center of the stage, and, and <laughs> yeah. then you have people that are in like SpongeBob and Patrick costumes, which yeah, by games, the way would be rad. <laughs> game seven of the 2016 World Series, there was like this fan thing that got out there that people wanted Charlie Sheen to come throw the first pitch out because it was in Cleveland. It was Cubs and the Indians in Cleveland, so it was like. Uh, uh, you know, like in Major League, you know, for, which was the mm-hmm. Indians in the movie Major League. So they wanted Charlie Sheen to come out. And this was like in the middle of like, this was like at the height of the Charlie Sheen, like drinking tiger blood and all that crazy stuff going on. So, uh, you know, Cleveland was like, yeah, no, we're not doing that. Charlie <laughs> Sheen did what now? What, like, what, what? You really don't know this? But it was that yeah. kind of reminds me of that, like, fan, and then people got mad. It's like, why are you? You're getting mad because they didn't have somebody that has no relation to Cleveland whatsoever come out and throw a pitch. Like, I don't know, it was just weird. Yeah, no. Charlie Sheen said he. I think he said he drank Tiger Blood, like yeah. in an interview, long before, <laughs> long before Joe Exotic. Anybody knew who that was? Charlie Sheen yeah. was the Tiger King. Uh, long before then, so yeah. That's terrifying. Okay, well, I mean, that's a little disappointing, but at the same time, it helps me understand that kind of sin. I knew yeah. there was some kind of a correlation to our real world, and I think like. I guess at that moment, whenever like the little bubble opens up and comes up and they're showing all this footage from different, you know, like uh, games or whatever, I can see how this would be a really fun episode for everybody to get behind. Yeah. But I loved the sins so much. So whenever you guys are ready. Go I've for it. Got... Yeah, we wrote on it. So you, you get to talk about it. I tell you what, the 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 series, the top one for me is the series of all of the instruments that are placed, like the overhead shot, <laughs> and the narrator's just ranting about all of the different misplacements. But what was so good about that is the way that it was edited together, and like everything was so seamless. So it's kind of like in my in my mind, it's like when you watch a movie and it's like a chase scene or a fight scene <laughs> or something, and it's really important for you to understand perspective where you are in this sequence yeah and so the same thing in in a moment like this where there's all of this things to sin for me the person watching to be able to follow all of that and be like yeah you're super right all the arrows and just the the way that it was delivered it all came together just seamlessly so to me that was one of like one of the all okay so as far as let me tell you a little bit about together the process of that one um i had on my phone Uh, I took pictures of my TV screen at different points so that I could watch what was on the TV as well as reference different, 
you know, views, including that overhead view, which is, you know, that's my, that is, I, there's a lot of stuff that I love about that section, but the idea of, you know, blaming them for giving us an overhead shot to work with, I just, because it's so true. Like if you want to hide that stuff, don't give us that shot, man. Like that shot just proves everything wrong. So, uh, so yeah, I, I, uh, I had a lot of fun with that one, but yeah, I, I was definitely thinking about, okay, what are all the pieces? How do they best go together? What can we throw in as but fun then, asides? Like, right in the middle of that one, we get a a, a gender specific Pearl Crabs STD <laughs> reference. <laughs> so there's there's just like all these things that are happening in this sequence. It's like one of the longest sins ever, but it's all important sins that all make sense. It's like it, a paragraph of ding ding ding, can, but it's so funny. Can I? Tell? It was like the the what is it the the Red Wedding, the Game of Thrones. Yes. Oh, kind of like that. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, it was people, similar. It was similar in vein to that. Well, and people yeah. mentioned the button sin as well from Family Guy as uh, being yeah, similar to yeah. that as well. You know, going after the the clear buttons and no buttons and black buttons yeah. and you know that, that was Danae though, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, writing, but writing with the most fun thing about writing with Aaron is how he makes you feel like a slacker. That's always, <laughs> you know, he like has he like sends you these notes like, "Hey, I'm trying something here," and I'm like, "Really? I just I just made like penis jokes and stuff." I was like, "Oh, that this looks like a good place to say Squidward sucks." And yeah, <laughs> electronics <laughs> under the water. Uh, there are there are times that is weird though. Like I mean. <laughs> I don't. I didn't know I mean, if that I don't was really, really you or not. I'm I mean, just. Saying. It's kind of like Cars, where you just really can't think about it, which is fine. But the animators like drew that shit. Like, yeah, yeah. draw yeah. something else. Like, up. Yeah. Well, like, how, how, how are their books? What What was interesting about that one is we both picked something else on different on the shelf for the combine. Oh, you know, that's Jonathan funny. picked the books, oh, and I picked the, you did the electronics. The, the electronics. Yeah. So it's kind of which makes perfect sense that Jonathan would focus on the books, and I'd focus on the electronics. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yep. That's perfect. Um, yeah. I wanted to say I that, also. Well, I oh, want bef- before you go on. I do want to say in that run is one sin that every once in a while when you're a writer, you just have ones maybe you just want to frame and, you know, put on the wall or whatever. And just like, even if nobody else thinks this is the funniest thing ever, this is one of my favorite <laughs> things I've ever written. And the fact that I said this, <laughs> that instrument has more wood and wind than, than my porn and beans festival is just one of my <laughs> favorite things i've You're ever written yourself up you can't I made even it, recover uh, i made it very clear i don't even remember what i write so <laughs> oh man so, like i'd probably frame something one of you wrote oh that's oh, so whoops. funny oh well there was like even that one time where i kept saying hey we can just cut this like i don't think i like it anymore and then aaron was like i wrote that <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's true that is a true story all right go on today what else were, what else were you saying oh that was good stuff that was so funny oh i just had like putting ads in your shower and for you know for whatever mm-hmm. for podcasts or something and i'm like hey that's not a bad idea <laughs> oh wait it is better but the funny the, the one that's funny and this is like a crossover to something that we won't even send because it's not even out yet but we have another one that's just a weird coincidence of sending spit yeah because there's another one that I wrote on. I think Aaron and I wrote on it. And we do this whole sin about this gob of spit. And now here it is again. I'm watching SpongeBob like, what? This is happening oh, again? Oh, something that's coming up soon? Yeah. Yeah. No. And this happens like it happened with Edward Scissorhands. It's happened with other things oh, we've and done. And I've got where... another example coming up later in the show. So, yeah, it, it's amazing it's so how those weird. those things happen. Um, it's just a weird. I will say about that anyway. one, It's it is f- it, one of the funnest things to me is to troll the audience 
audience over and over again by sending things underwater when the show obviously has no it's not trying to appear to be underwater but i love continuing to send like the underwater thing because it's just it's so i mean somebody mentioned in the comments we could have seen the fact that he's taking a shower underwater like you know there's there's just all those moments i wrote something about that we took it out i believe anything else you wanted to mention today no go ahead guys um you touched on everything that i wanted to mention john did you have anything else you wanted to talk about well I liked the bit about, well, this was the shower thing, but I just liked the term, the Squidward defense. And I also liked the name Squilliam Fancy Son. From band um, class. You have to say from band yeah, class every time you mention it. From band him, class. Which I love. That was funny. You know that it's and, purposeful when it shows up and, multiple times. Oh, yeah. You've got to make it so trolly. Yeah. Of, we got a lot of sins out of like 12 minutes of, of episode two. Because when they sent the video to us to review and it was like seven minutes, I was like, what the hell did we do? Like, how is this seven minutes? <laughs> But, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's it move was on. fun. Let's move on to uh, music video sins for the week. Twenty one pilots. The song is ride. Um, love this song. Yeah, I love this song, too. Uh, this yeah. is a classic. Uh, Ass over dick with drums. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Guess we found our open cold. Open. <laughs> that's, that's um, right. No, this is oh, also no. one of the. I never think about that. This was one of the first songs that my daughter and I, because uh, I don't remember how old she was when this came out a few years ago. I guess she was probably like three or four, but I remember she kind of liked it, and I kind of, it was like, I don't know, it was one of those first songs that we both kind of liked at the same time. It was it was a nice moment. So that's kind of what that's this cool. song always uh, means to me. It's so uh, great. You know. I, I, lo- I love the song so much, I and I, I'm a huge 21 Pilots fan. I, I love the depth that they put into their, li- their lyrics are so poetic, and, and I don't don't presume to know what the meaning is. In fact, uh, they have often talked about the fact that their lyrics are purposefully uh, meaningful ambiguous. to them, but amb- uh, yes, ambiguous to everyone else. They they want yeah. them. They want that level Which is of good. ambiguity. Yeah. Well, then you can put yourself in the music. I think that's Mm -hmm. one of the things I love about certain artists is that if they leave, if they if they don't have it so specific, you can really insert a lot of your own experiences into a song, and it really becomes personal. And there there are some songs that work. Obviously, breakup songs because we've all kind of experienced a bad breakup in some way or another, Mm -hmm. or you know things like that. Um, But if you've got a song that kind of just the lyrics are are general enough and they're good music, too. I love the musicality of 21 Pilots. They're just to me, they're fun to listen to. I just want to point out, I I do agree with you on breakup songs, but I was just thinking, do breakup songs not mean anything to you, Aaron? Because you've never you've never broken up, right? (laughs) Is that right? (laughs) No, that's not correct. I I have had many, many girlfriends, uh, many, many at the same time Uh, when I was in high school. I thought you and Jen had been together since you were like 12 or something. (laughs) No, I met her. I met her when I was like 14. Um, okay. And the day, the day I met her, I told my parents that was the kind of girl that I wanted to marry someday. I'm trying to be all romantic over here, Danae. Oh, that's why you're ooh. No, I was I thinking, it. but I was thinking that would be cool. That was, I was just thinking you had never had to break up, so I was just thinking no, that'd be really interesting. Like I, you'd be uh, listening to these songs and be like, I don't know what this is about. I'm awesome. There was a there was a time between <laughs> uh, when I met J- uh, Jen and uh when we started um quote unquote dating or whatever uh where she was with someone else and so yeah i dated a bunch of girls uh, uh during that time so yeah we hey were, hey so, hey Aaron jonathan yeah he was and I, I want you to ask him sometime just whenever you're ready about the poem 
Just whenever you're right. ready, I want you to ask him. Do I really want to know, though? Yeah, I think you probably do. Uh, this is this is like you know how your life is some. It just is a sitcom. Sometimes this is one of my sitcom moments. Uh, yes. uh, and and this is something I think I've actually seen in in movies in in a way. But uh, one of the the girls that. Um, uh, I'll, let me tell it this way. Uh, it was, I think, a Valentine's Day um, with you know my now wife, and I was like, oh, I don't have anything to give her, and I was like, oh, I love this beautiful love poem that I have here mm-hmm. um, that I, the previous girlfriend gave me, but she didn't know that, and I'll just I'll give that to her as you know a gift for this Valentine's because I think it's really beautiful and it, it would mean a lot to me for to be in our relationship instead of this other relationship that doesn't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. So uh, so we're sitting there, I've got it you know in a box or whatever, and I, I bring it to her dorm room uh, during college, and I like put you know say hey, you know, Happy Valentine's Day, I got you this, and as I pull the poem out of the box and start handing it to her, I look on the back. And there's a love note from my previous girlfriend signed on the back. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) I didn't like in that moment, what do you do? Do you take it back? You're like, oh, sorry. Uh let me let me go find you something else. I didn't. I was just like, here you go. Also, don't ever turn it over. (laughs) Jen really is the coolest person on the face. She's amazing. I mean, she seriously is amazing. Yeah, she's Uh, the best. uh, It's one of my favorite stories. Well, yeah, I mean, my wife would have been she would just make fun of me like for the rest of my life. So Well, the good uh, news the good news was I pretty much only dated Jennifer's uh because that's pretty much all that was around when I was in high school were girls named Jennifer. Uh, this is so, a real popular name back then. Yeah. So, I had so a lot of Jennifers. I went to high it school. Was signed, I mean, I wasn't. Yeah. That sounded weird. <laughs> so it was I had signed, a lot. I knew a lot of people named Jennifer. It was signed Jennifer. So, you know, we could just pretend that she wrote that love note on the back <laughs> to herself. Exactly. I don't yeah, know. I'm sure. <laughs> Don't you remember? Why is this saying? Why, I why is your memory your stuck? I, I wrote it really frilly, like even though I have horrible yeah. handwriting, and I signed your yeah. name for some reason. I don't know. With a little with a little heart for the eye. Yeah. yeah. And what's That's this amazing. part about me living and in Indiana? I don't know. I don't know. Some people live in Indiana. Uh, anyways. Yeah, that was an experience. <laughs> Some people live in Indiana. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Yes. I'm yes. sorry. Anyway, uh, back to this. Uh, th- this. Sorry to derail. What are we it's talking about? Twenty one pilots. Yeah. Yeah. Twenty one pilots. One of my. I had a couple of favorite things that happened. Um, in this one, one I already mentioned, uh, which will I guess be the introduction to the show. The um ass over dick with the drum thing that just cracked me up. <laughs> the '90s band glasses moment, and even like playing in the outtakes the whole like mm-hmm. not n- another band playing that looks the looks similar um but my favorite outtake was from wayne's world when he's like thanks i like to play because i love that <laughs> part so much yeah there was oh another outtake that Garth was good. is the best what was the what was the movie uh woods shaky cam scary blair witch, blair yeah, witch that project. outtake was also good yeah the blair um, i love the blair witch outtake i thought that was great what'd you guys think of the video I loved it. It was it was really cool. I was uh, when he I didn't know he was doing this one because he didn't have this on the schedule yet. Because I mean, right now, obviously, with everything going on, uh, there's not a lot of music videos being made because they can't. Um, so he just he went back into the archives, I guess, and picked one that he really liked and wanted to do. So it was really cool to see that he did it, and uh, I thought he did a great job. I loved his Canadian accent. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's good uh, stuff. There early on, I loved the whole forest reggae or forced reggae discuss. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, that was really funny and. And uh, they rocked the sun off. I had that one written down. (laughs) And then uh, the sin count total. And I believe that was actually Ashley that did that or Mitchell. It was one of the is one of the editors that did that. 
Yeah, uh, that let's was, talk that about was, that was really clever. Um, I did a little research on that uh, on the Twenty One Pilots logo, cool. which is what it what it goes to at, at yeah. the end, and it's kind of changed over time. And man, that's it. These guys are so deep and interesting. It's again is one of those things where they won't tell people what it means. He won't tell Who, people Mitchell what and it, Ashley. Well, yes, they're uh, awesome <laughs> as well. <I'm> just <laughs> but uh, they won't tell people what that logo means um, because it's very personal to them. And in fact, the song uh, "Kitchen Sink," I think, is the name of the song, um, kind of. Talks Talks about this idea of uh, wanting to go on because you are you have something that's personal to you that you haven't shared with the world, and so it, it kind of the logo comes from that song. There's a really how do I say this? There's a really dark but interesting interpretation that some fans have come up with that actually makes sense to me, and I don't even know if I want to share it here because it could be very triggering. It has to do with suicide and some other things, um, but it's it's kind Ooh, of... I think I've heard this. But it's, it's one of those things where now when I see that logo... Um, I like, I have all these weird feelings. Like it's, it's, Mm -hmm. it's not like just, I love that band. It's, oh my goodness. You know, if this means this to him, you know, how, how deep is that? And how hard is that? And yet at the same time, how much hope is there somehow, even with, you know, what it means. And, and I don't, you know, mind sharing it with you guys if you want to know, but I think as far as the podcast goes, um, I'll let you do your own research if you want to kind of find some of those things out. But anyhow, I thought I'd mention that because when I saw that pop up at the end, I was like, man, that is one of the most interesting band symbols I've ever been aware of as the 21 Pilots logo. So yeah, interesting stuff. Those guys are so fascinating. They really are. And I didn't know what you were talking about. That's really interesting. You bring it up the idea that, you know, it's stuff that's very personal to them, but they're also trying to make it to where they don't want people to know specifics because then they can get what I mean that's what it sounds like to me they want their fans to get what they get out of the songs Mm -hmm. yeah and I find that uh, that's really interesting here's Uh, a little thing that's from Google that's not too serious it just says for each album released 21 Pilots band logo has evolved and shifted changing slightly due to color schemes and record aesthetic Um, so that's something that I didn't realize about them too is that it's not just you know what they they continue to evolve it did you already say that I missed it no 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 no, but that is, but yes, okay. it's it looks nope. a little bit different on every album yeah. as well. No, that was the six percent you listened to. Um, speaking it. of which, I guess <laughs> I guess I'll go into my thoughts on the video with this. Uh, I was so glad to see a sin off for the substance of the song. I thought that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Of course, that's going to appeal to me as somebody who that's the first thing I think about with music is what does it mean and you know what the substance is there. Uh, so I did like that. Um, the um, only other thing I wanted to mention is probably for me the biggest coincidence I've ever had with two videos in the same week that that no communication was not communicated. We have two videos this week, and we'll talk about the next one next, where we sin non-consensual putting on of glasses. In how <laughs> like how is that a thing in two videos in the same week? We didn't talk about it. It was when when That's that video came so up in the weird. 21 Pilots video, I was like, what? Like I, I it kind of blew my mind. You know, he calls it non-consensual glass uh glassesing and I you know, I talk about it in the the uh Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs uh video as uh, vertigo, you know, pulling a vertigo non-consensual vertigo or whatever yeah. I said. So It's it's funny when I was when I was reviewing the edit and uh I heard Jeremy say that about the glasses scene or whatever however you said it. I was like, "We are really dicks to Jeremy." I mean, that was Barrett actually. So I guess he did it to himself, but yeah. uh I I don't know. I always think about that when I hear the 
the narrator uh, say something really tough. I'm just like, man, we suck. Like we're so mean. <laughs> Jeremy just Jeremy just messaged me uh, with one of our uh, upcoming TV sins videos. He said, "I want you to know the sin you wrote was amazing, and also I hate you for writing it." <laughs> it's like, Which one I wrote was it? The best, the best. It's coming up in a video. We'll talk about oh, it when, it, when okay. it comes up. I so. wrote a I wrote a sin, and where part of it was in Pig Latin one time, and Chris like did the combine and he sent it back. He's like, "I just want to tell you, I love that sin." He's like, "But Jeremy would hate." both of us <laughs> if uh if we made him read that so i was like that's cool uh, that's cool anyhow <laughs> try. speaking of try. cloudy with a chance of meatballs let's head on to cinema sins for the week uh that was the first cinema sins video of the week that was jeremy and i that wrote on that that's a dicer scott script um what is your experience with this movie uh i love it. it's one of my favorite movies danae this you go ahead uh i haven't seen it take a drink okay jonathan i just i <laughs> <laughs> Did you have anything else to say today? I just remember reading the book. I loved oh, the book. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My daughter, uh, this was one, like we talked about Mulan a week or two ago. I don't know, we just recorded two episodes. I can't remember when we talked about Mulan. But um, this was another one my daughter latched onto pretty early. And uh, so I've seen it a lot of times. But it's, uh, no, it's it's actually, it's really well done. I will say the sequel, though, is terrible. And the funny thing about the sequel is that was like the first movie my daughter ever looked at me afterwards and was like, Daddy, that wasn't very good. <laughs> <laughs> the sequel's a bit rough, like, yeah. Yeah, I was like, that's okay. You cannot like something. Uh, but no, no, no. I think this movie, I think it's really creative. I think it does a good job of adapting the story and, you know, making it visually interesting. And uh, uh, yeah, no, I like it. I think it's fun. I think I was struck um, by it the first time I, I saw it. Uh, I was struck by how unique the sense of humor felt to me. And I mm-hmm. think I was, for the first time, feeling that Lord and Miller sense of humor that would come to kind of define them in some of the future things that they did. Yeah, because um, was this like kind of their first thing, Yeah, I guess? I don't remember hearing about them before this. No, this was it. Uh, and so, you know, later the Lego movie would kind of feel the same way where the humor is so fast, but also really clever yeah. and interesting. And yeah, I had a really well, yeah, good time and even like this. even like 21 Jump Street. I mean, yeah. you can still see that, yep. uh, that style of humor. It's just a little more adult, obviously, in 21 exactly. Jump Street. But it's the exact same thing yeah no they're 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 talented people yeah i love this movie uh we did hear from jeremy on this one as well he said that he um had never seen this movie before and found it to be quite charming the sin removal where the one guy is sitting on in the you will get wet section and doesn't get wet and then he throws his hat down he said he laughed at that for several minutes so <laughs> long funny. that his wife had to come and check on him <laughs> <laughs> yeah there were a couple like sin removals in this where i was just like oh so they're just they're really finding this funny because yeah. like there, there wasn't even really anything else to it other than oh you got me yeah um there's some there's some more specific sins he talks about do we go ahead and read yeah, that sure. or? yeah go ahead he said the puns in this movie were a little too much for him uh it may have been the <laughs> delivery but he wrote several sins about these puns um and he even likes puns but nice to beat you Jesus. <laughs> Which I just, I guess I have. Did you write your own um, pun? Yeah, I was curious name about into that, that one, or, or did Jeremy write that uh, one? Jeremy wrote that. Dicer. Yeah, Jeremy called That's me hilarious. out on that one. Well, at least, at least you weren't, what didn't make you look well, like a pervert. What, cool. What's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I am the dumbest person. Go ahead. <laughs> so what's what's interesting what's interesting is Jeremy Jeremy wrote about making bad food puns and about like cutting, you know, my pay or whatever and and uh Yeah. And then I had so many bad food puns in my script that I sent him. <laughs> <laughs> Including that makes several, a lot of sense. including a few that made it in the final, uh, like ships was and it, salsa. Uh, that one know. is bad, though. The one that he called, like he mentions firing you or whatever, uh, or cutting your pay. That one is that one is. Oh, there are some one. really like, bad ones. Yeah, that yeah. one. That one was the sarding. It's yeah. starting to get better. Um, <laughs> and is that and Anna Ferris? I can't remember who the voice actors were, but that sounded straight yes, up I, like Anna. I Fer- think that's yeah, Anna yeah. Ferris. Yeah, I think you're right. I did really enjoy that though. That that just the zing to you, the reference to you was so funny to me. Um, and then yeah, I noticed that there were still some other puns in there. Like my God, the puns are making me hangry. Yeah. I don't know if you wrote that no, one. No, that, that was Jeremy. that was good. But it's still like it's a it's like a a play on words, sort of a fun thing. Mm-hmm. Um, he said also he couldn't believe the fortune cookie falling on the Great Wall of China moment. He realized it's been a minute since the movie came out, but wow, especially given that fortune cookies aren't even a thing in China and are. An American invention that just yeah. seemed super tone deaf to me, but overall a fun collaboration with the sin about the snowball fight stealing the dodgeball from Billy Madison, which Dicer remembered stole the gag from Dumb and Dumber, which had also used snowballs. So that was a fun collaboration moment. It's always fun when sins end up improving through the collaborative editing process that we use. So Wait, Billy Madison, Billy Madison ripped off a joke from Dumb and Dumber. Didn't he come <laughs> out like right around the same time? I think it was dodgeball is what he was talking about. Oh, dodgeball. Oh, oh. Okay. Yeah, and and I think yeah, ripped oh, off yeah, is lo- from... loosely. I think the narrator is making oh, yeah, assumptions yeah. there, <laughs> but paid homage. Yeah, yeah. Stealing exactly. the dodgeball from Billy Madison, which Dice remember that stole it from Dumb and Dumber. Sorry, so that was the. I think I misread that, but anyway, yeah, those were his kind of general thoughts on on it there. Yeah. Um, Fun stuff. What so about, I. What about you guys? I, I do have a I do have a plot question. So she has glasses that are put on her. Did she just was she not able to see throughout the first part of the movie? Yeah, that's what the movie is insinuating that she was okay. just walking around half blind. Yeah. All right. Interesting. Okay. Yep. Well, I mean, going back to Charlie Sheen and Major League, that was his problem. He couldn't. That's right. He couldn't see. Then they put glasses on him, and he was the best pitcher in baseball. <laughs> that's how it works today. That's oh. right. That's, that's right. how that real life so, works. So cinematic. Uh, yeah. I had a really good time watching the Sins video, kicking it off with uh, Jeremy kind of delivering in that really gravelly, grumbly voice. The, the Will clouds. Arnett. Yep. All yeah. important movies start with clouds. Uh, that was just really, really fun. Here's what I love um, about here's what I love about that. And by the way, Jeremy knocked it out of the park on that one. Like yeah. he really sounds like Will Arnett doing uh, Lego Batman uh, in that. But there is there is uh, a really interesting thing that the Lego Batman movie basically starts its movie as a cinema sins video. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm not saying that's mm-hmm. intentional even, but it it feels like you know they're they're talking about the narration and the you know reading. Doesn't he even say reading at one point or he says something like that yeah no yeah no he says reading um and so it's kind of one of those things and we know the director of lego batman is a fan of cinema sins as well in fact we met him at the awards uh, a couple years ago chris and i did um and so it's kind of fun to think about it's kind of goes around comes around kind of thing where now we're imitating lego batman To send the things in our videos. So it's just, yeah, oh, I, cool. I really kind of enjoy kind of the circular fun of that. So, yeah, it's good stuff. Uh, I really like the ominous smothering 
pillow birthday gift moment. Yeah. Um, that cracked me up just because it did look super ominous. Uh, and, and I like when we can kind of point <laughs> out a, a decision that somebody makes to, why would you make that ominous? It actually happened in X-Men also when they kidnap Jubilee and then she's trying to escape her kidnappers and they're all mm. racing after her as if she is going to be murdered or something. It's like, why? This is super unnecessary tension. Yeah, it's so, a weird moment. Yeah, just these weird moments to point out. I really liked uh, I like that. I love the sin about the dial, just th- where creating the different food. Like, okay, okay, let's just see. We're going to, these are really intricate buttons here. So let's let's see what food is going to come out. And then recapping the food and then seeing what pops out. It's a hamburger. Uh-huh. I, I really enjoyed uh, that one as well. My I favorite part, on, of, my favorite so part about that is the uh, salt and pepper uh, dial, which makes no sense because those aren't opposites. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they're just two things. You can both salt and pepper something. But just the fact that I made Jeremy said, how am I even supposed to push it real good? Like that just that, <laughs> that slayed me. He did yeah. that so well. Who, who likes sardines? Jeremy. Oh yeah, I, I didn't think you would. Nah, uh, you, super taster. That's right. Uh, uh, I, this one also had two really fun, uh, funny cum jokes where the narrator thinks that it's like a cum bucket, and uh-huh. then like, and, and then they think it's cumin, the the spice. <laughs> but like he he does that. Oh, that's cumin. No, no, never mind. Like, yeah, and two of them in this script. Yeah, it was the International was House of Cumin, right? And he's <laughs> yeah. like, yes. he's like, that's the name of my house. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, okay. oh, that says cumin. <laughs> uh, I love the giant bag of potato skips. That, that was a really yeah, funny, yeah. Uh, funny pun there. Um, the water goes in the top, and the food hurricane comes at the bottom. E. coli. <laughs> that, what the hell, guys? That is so gross. But yes, <laughs> that's awesome. I just like the only one I'll mention. Well, there's a couple that I don't think got mentioned yet. I love every character in this movie is either Flint or a bully, which is so true. Uh huh. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's crazy. Um, that is not what I thought scissoring was. And, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I, and I love noticing like weird faults in animation where that one point where his arm looks like extremely long and you're like, his arm is apparently six feet long. Yeah. Um, yeah. The so. jello scene, man, that jello yeah. scene, which I also, you know, one of the- also had the, uh, what, um, piano. Yeah. And like, the glasses. Yeah. It's crazy. What were you saying? There's, today? um, there are times, there are times whenever I'm watching these when I'm like, oh, okay, I'm understanding these long running sins that I just don't, I, I don't pull them from my mind when I'm working. But this one had a really example, a really great example. The run where he's, he's going around, he's just saying all these words. He's like, slash, push here, da, 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 da. And it, there's all these single words. And then the sin is just excitement. <laughs> and it clicked for me. It clicked. I was like, oh, that's what this is about. And I thought it was one of the best examples for me as a writer to just click that into my mind as far as what that sin is. Do- it was so funny and it was so well placed. And it, what a hilarious part where this guy is just literally just saying all these words out loud. What he's doing. Yeah. Push, pull, click, flip, dot, dot excitement <laughs> so i loved i loved seeing that one because it made sense to me in a new that way. was a very good use of it yes yeah sure. yeah it reminds yeah. me it reminds me of the times where we're able just to go cliche you know because they actually yeah. say the the thing on the screen or whatever yeah yeah that's exactly it i've actually this is random but i've or this is another one of those but i've in a couple of ones i've written recently i've done this I, and i didn't really intend to do it twice but it just kind of worked out where i did the movie has time for this and then i'll say 
but it really doesn't. And neither does the character, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. And I've actually gotten that through a couple of scripts recently. So I was like, Oh, that's cool. Well done. Well done. Yeah. Yeah. It's just fun to play around with the, uh, the cliches mm-hmm. uh, of our, of our scripts. I will say I had a blast on this. It was so much fun to write. Um, you guys have touched on, you know, pretty much everything I, I wanted to mention. Uh, and it's, this, this is, this is going to go as one of my favorites. I've, I've, I've really cool. enjoyed, uh, writing on this one. So, uh, let's move on to Scott Pilgrim versus no, the world. No, no, we can't because no? I forgot one more that made me laugh out loud. All right, go for it. That was the outtake. Which was the weird rat parrot, <laughs> but then it was Iago from <laughs> yep. Problem with Your Daughter. <laughs> it was just it killed me. I wasn't expecting it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, that's funny. The the pear uh, rat. The pear rat. The pear the pear rat. <laughs> Which I didn't understand too. I, I guess I have. I guess I have questions. I probably should just watch the movie. Do they also just mash up animals too? Well, it was one of his previous inventions. Oh, was rats that fly. Oh, okay. Iris is like the perfect age for that movie. Oh, really? It's so much say. fun. Or at least three or four. Yeah, I would say. Okay. she'll be four, right? She'll be three. Oh, she'll be three. So she's just turning three. For some reason, I was thinking she was already three. No, we I think wa- she think she'd enjoy it. We watched the Rescuers, nineteen seventy seven Rescuers mm-hmm. on Disney Plus yesterday. Nice, and that was pretty fun because it's you know pretty slow paced and it it yeah. follows a pretty simple storyline and and so she really she really enjoyed that one because it's not quite as you know with with frozen and these other ones it's just there's so much going on mm-hmm. and it's just moving from thing to thing you know in this one you have a chance to watch oh cool that's a mouse you know climbing into a suitcase that's interesting there's Instead some weird it, i remember because when you watch it with your kid you start thinking about weird things because you're oh, just yeah. like oh my kid's watching this there's like weird like villain cleavage in that movie do you know uh, like oh, she's she wearing has, like a she slip has saggy boob she has saggy yeah boob. yeah yeah, but she's she also had, wearing like a she's wearing like a negligee. Yeah, she's very she's just basically wearing a long a, a long yeah nightgown the whole yeah. time. Interesting. Yeah, interesting. Are we talking are we Disney. talking about Yzma from uh, from uh, Rescuers? Kron- Is that her name? <laughs> the Emperor's no, but New I know Kronk and Yzma. Yeah, we're oh, talking about yeah, saggy yeah. boobs and a long uh, negligee. I just figured we were talking about basically. Yzma. Yeah, yeah, they're they, way they but they're way more flingy that. and they have like Yzmas. It feels like they have been sapped of all life and are. Are just sort of like Shriveled. hard mountain, like tiny little, tiny little mountain. <laughs> hey, can can we spend like the whole it? episode talking about animated boobs? I think this will be sure. people will love this. <laughs> but then, like Medusa or whatever her name is in in this one, I have to look it up because I can't I can't remember what the bad woman's name is. They're like flinging around mm-hmm. the whole time, so they're very juicy. I see, juicy. <laughs> they're okay. juicy. They're juicy. <laughs> Got it. Got it. I, now I on having, to Jessica I, I, Rabbit. As a, as a breastfeeding mother, that's the only thing I can think to describe. <laughs> sure, <them>. sure. <laughs> Is this real life for me? Yeah. Sorry, was that too much? I'm sorry. No. You know what? Good. Send your complaints to Danae. Stop talking about juicy breasts at cinemasins.com. <laughs> I'm not making that email. Okay, guys. Uh, okay. All right. Anyway, go now ahead. we're on to Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Uh, this was an Atkinson share joint. Chris and Barrett writing on this, uh, talking about the movie itself. Uh, I am a huge fan of this movie. I'm a huge fan of Edgar Wright. Um, I think he is pretty much five for five. I, he hasn't made a movie that I, I don't think is awesome. So good for him. Way to go, Edgar. Um, yeah, uh, people are, people are going to hate me on this episode with this and SpongeBob. I do not like this movie. Like, oh, I mean, interesting. I it's love his other four movies. Is he? Does he only have the five movies? Is it the three, the Cornetto trilogy, and uh, Baby, Baby Driver. Driver? Yep, that's it. I like all four of those. Although I'm not as 
I don't think I like Baby Driver as much as most people, but well, I did like it. I just, I don't know. This one just, it never connected with me. I've watched it a couple times, and uh, I did not rewatch it this time. So it's probably been like eight years since I've seen it. But um, I yeah, don't, I don't know. Just, just, to, just, just so I don't get letters. It? I just need to clarify something just so I don't get letters. He had a movie uh-huh. before uh Shaun of the dead that is uh, like a not necessarily a student oh. film but it was like 10 years before Shaun of the dead he did something like uh i want to say fistful of fingers or something like that i can't remember well he also worked on i believe he was part of that show uh spaced with yeah uh, spaced yeah so i did, I, I, I just so. wanted to clarify yeah. that because i know i'll i'll get people tweeting but me the or whatever, wide but... wide re- theatrically yes. like big yeah. releases yeah, what were you saying today he's got the five i well first of all i mean i was i was going to talk about my my experience with this movie but I just want to touch on something that you said that before you get letters, are you going to give out your address? I think about emails, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who's going to send it? USPS? I don't think so. We do have a CinemaSense PO box. I suppose if you want to receive letters, send your complaints via letter. <laughs> there, there are a, anyway. a, a lot of people PO'd about their PO box right now. Like it's oh. it's a real thing. Yeah, it is uh, a real thing. yeah. They can write the letter with a quill pen that they mm. got from the oh, uh, yes. the Hermitage gift shop. That's right. Uh, I remember watching this movie. I think I went in the theater to watch this movie people were telling me it was so fun and mm-hmm. unique and I think it was it was fun and unique it's one of those where there's this overlay of video games so for those of us who love video games it's sort of fun to see that on a movie like to think about peeing and have your little pee bar go down mm-hmm. or or health or coins like that's just a fun imaginative experience and one that I like in my life sometimes when I'm really imaginative I've definitely gone outside and pretended to play Mario in the real world that's my existence and so to see something I remember connecting to that and be like that was a lot of fun but I do not remember the plot of this movie so whenever I was watching the sins video and realizing that like I never I guess I never questioned is this in the real world is this a video game is like I know it's a comic she has a chip in her head apparently that's part of the plot I don't remember any of that I don't I literally only remember there being some fun action sequences with Mm -hmm. some video game stuff so it was interesting for me to watch it and going I literally do not remember this part like I don't remember any of this movie apparently I I totally totally get why people love this movie I do it just to me it was just like chaos and it wasn't funny and you know i just wasn't connected with it but uh but no i i totally i can see why people would enjoy it maybe not being a big video game person maybe that's part of it i don't know because um, uh, i like all right. the actors involved i didn't even remember chris evans was in this movie oh, like yes. i completely yeah, forgot that and he's too. so different it's great right. yeah it's a great thing where it's like chris uh, that's evans america's been, ass man chris evans has been uh great for longer than you remember huh you know those that sin is yeah. one of my favorites <laughs> that was fun i've always liked chris evans though i even saw not another teen movie like i actually mm-hmm. think that movie is kind of funny and uh he did that really cool thriller with uh, jason statham and kim basinger it's called cellular yep which is uh which is one i've always enjoyed yeah uh, that's a whole and of course thing. fantastic four uh, and yeah he's he's always been great oh yeah fantastic four best movie ever super um, forgot ahead. about that one too <laughs> Uh, Chris said, you know, going into a sin writing assignment, the movie is possibly too good for sinning. Uh, We've done this in the past with some untouchable films. And what's great about writing sins for a movie like this is that it reaffirms the process because you can always find an angle. In this, it's mostly how the League of Evil Exes works. Even in a fantasy comic book way, the process doesn't make much sense. Don't get me wrong. It's fun as hell, but raises so many questions. So that was kind of like his first sort of thought. Secondly, he goes, 
goes on, Michael, Sarah, and Mary Elizabeth Winstead, both the actors and the characters, are a romantic mismatch. She doesn't Mm -hmm. seem to like him all that much, but falls in love with him anyway, and there's no rhyme or reason to it. She's way too cool and way too attractive for him. All that said, Scott Pilgrim is such a joy to watch. It's actually way more fun to send these untouchables than the terrible movies. I agree with that, actually. I I enjoy, like, when I got to send Halloween, and um, I recently uh, got to send a couple movies this past week that I quite like. Uh, and it was just, I don't know, that's, it, it, it's interesting to be able to do that uh, with stuff that, you know, you haven't really thought of in that way before. Yep. I was impressed with the the sinning layers, especially kind of towards the beginning of this uh, this video. There's like um, music references and art artist references and sort of like even movie references. And there are those that are probably just... I should get used to seeing them from, I don't know who wrote them, but it, uh, Chris and Barrett both do that. So mm-hmm. it's like where they kind of go deeper and deeper and deeper. Like, well, this was happening at this time, was happening at this time. And this person's over here. And it's just like, Gah! like you're going sort of into <laughs> someone's brain, this genius place and along for the ride. And that happened in multiple ways, which sort of, I don't know, it speaks to their intellect and sort of how they uh, take a, a movie or a TV show or whatever. And they sort of like break it down into its pieces. So, for me watching a, a video like this was it was it's another example of like wow that's that's a level i don't know that i'll ever get to but that was really really impressive um so uh, I but I also want to say that at one point in this, they said that they weren't going to take any more sins off and then they did. So I can't trust them anymore. <laughs> so. Yes, I'm sure. I'm sure trusting the narrator has been something people have been able to do for so long. <laughs> I know. I just I'm really upset about it. I'm going to bring it up in staff meeting. <laughs> Guys, I can't trust you anymore. <laughs> uh, I love this video as well. Um, stalking in a humorous way made me laugh. Uh so much pee in this movie it could have booked a room at a russian hotel uh is just genius gross gross <laughs> i love that so much uh of course i love the knives out uh sin where he just says knives out after he breaks knives up out. with <laughs> knives uh and then here this is just one of those things that is uh again one of those life uh coincidences where something happens i just watched uh clueless uh for an episode of the sif pop podcast because mm-hmm. my co-host and i are doing uh, movies we've never seen before and he'd never seen clueless so we you know did that one to knock it off his list of shame and during clueless the mighty mighty boss tones play at their prom and that guy's just dancing around stage you know not doing anything because that's yep. apparently a ska thing um you just have a guy that's paid to dance around on stage it really is a ska thing yes. and uh and so the fact that the sin called this out like the day after i watched that movie i'm just like you know that's it's just so kind of one funny. of those weird things that happens you know who thought yeah, i would no, hear, I'm, hear mighty mighty I'm boss married, tones i'm married to a giant ska fan and uh she i've asked her that many times what that what the point of that dude is she doesn't know nobody knows <laughs> well my brother was in a ska band and loved ska uh that was like one of his big you know it, yeah. like ska and then he transitioned into um emo you know kind of that that transition that happened yeah. you know for for a lot of people but uh but yeah he he was uh he was that guy in a ska band so <laughs> nice so there you go it's funny so yeah it, right on uh what about you jonathan anything from the video you wanted to talk about um well i thought speaking of like taking cliched sins and doing a new twist on them i love when they did the universal music and then uh jeremy just said comcast 
<laughs> yeah. When they, they played it over, I think it was Chris Evans, right? It was, And yep. then um, I really, uh, Scott Pilgrim versus Personal Space was a was a favorite of mine because I'm a big uh, Personal Space guy. And then just the terminology of Scott wins this fight by orgasming a woman, I thought was really funny. <laughs> yes. And I did like how they were pointing out too where all of a sudden when it's the girl that he's supposed to be fighting the woman, he's not fighting her. Like they changed it to yeah. where... I thought that was interesting. That's not something I would have ever thought about. And I, I'm sure what Chris and Barrett were saying was exactly why they did what they did. Yeah, they don't want to see you, a guy beat up a girl. Yeah, but I don't know. But it, but yeah, I thought I thought that was that whole thing was was really interesting, breaking it down. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't think that's initially a fault in the movie, maybe, but it wasn't. It was just interesting. It was an interesting perspective that I wouldn't have thought about. Yeah, for sure. Good stuff. Uh, anything else before we move on? Uh yeah, actually before we move on because this is this wraps up all of our um our material before we go into keeping tabs, right? Yep. Okay. So before we do that, we said last week we were going to talk about the Avengers video because it hadn't actually released yet and we weren't able to see the comments. So did you guys get a chance to look at the comments? Oh, oh I no, did not. no, I did not. I for- Go ahead. I totally okay. forgot. I'm terrible. That's, it's super okay. It's just a lot well, of fun. Because we did because... talk about it. We just didn't no, talk about the no, comments. No, it's fine. I'm yeah. fired. Bye. Well, no, it's okay. We just didn't um, We didn't know how it was going to be received. Listen, Jonathan, if I can get away with, with ships and salsa, uh, then then you're you're safe. You're safe. It's good. Uh, um, so, yeah. Yeah, the comment section is a lot of fun on that one, and it looks like it was received really well. A lot of people not realizing it was a, a joke and then coming back <laughs> into the comments and talking about it. Someone said it took them nine minutes to see something really off here. So either I'm really dumb or you guys are really good, but probably both. So <laughs> they obviously never caught up. That was from GK, uh, from Thrawn Cadis. I watched this whole thing thinking he should have released it on April's full day, but then I realized it, it was April Fool's Day. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mimi Tortoise says, I'm confused. And then I see the comments about the date in an 80s show, but I'm still confused. Is this a joke or not? <laughs> Yes. What? Yes, that's an easy one. Uh, yes, it is a joke. I wanted to reply to so many and be like, uh-huh. Uh, and then <laughs> well, here's, last here's the wrote, thing. Here's the answer to that question for every video. Yes, it's yeah. a joke. Yeah. It's a joke, guys. Yeah, it is <laughs> it's a, a joke. joke. Yeah. That's what we're doing, guys. And then Davis uh, Sparker says, I'm only 90 seconds in an every quote-unquote joke and sin is this Avengers movie, but this isn't the Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> So we definitely trolled like we wanted to. And then so, so, so many uh, fans and like true fans go on. This is the content I come here for. Great job, guys. Keep putting it out. So it was really encouraging to be in there uh, to see people like commenting, like how many people came here not realizing it was a joke. And then you'll call the comments nice. and stuff. So it was a really fun one to go back. I in. saw someone, I think it was even, to, it might have been Joseph, our friend Joseph on Twitter. He said it took him way too long to figure out that it was, he was like, it took me way more. Like, he said, something like it took me longer than i want to admit to realize it was a joke yeah, yeah. there was Our even joke. comments in there like i didn't know why it was ew but then i realized <laughs> it was everything wrong with <laughs> and can i just say same when i first started working here um we were trying to do our digital calendars and i was trying to kind of put all of our our scheduling and, and everything that we have to do to stay focused into it, like a digital space and so um it was recommended that i title the movie releases for the main channel eww mm-hmm. and I, I didn't know i didn't it's like one of those things where you don't want to ask because you don't want to seem dumb but then eventually you're you can't handle it any longer and so i was like 
I, I asked the only safe person that I had at that time, which was Aaron. <laughs> I'm like, Aaron, what is what is ew? Why are we saying ew the Avengers or ew this movie? And he's like, oh, it's everything wrong with. And then I got to do like my own personal private face palm. So I feel you. <laughs> Eventually, yeah. Aaron writes face palm like on half of his things. He sends yep. you. He's like, oh, I forgot to do this face palm. Face palm. Yep. <laughs> It's true. It's true. Uh, anyway, I just wanted to go back and touch on that since we uh, couldn't give you guys the proper shout outs last week. Very nice. I'm glad you did. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Hey, podcast peeps, it's me again. Um, those are my dogs. Those are my. Uh, every time I try to talk. Wow. Is this how Aaron feels? When we're. Okay, we're going to try this. Okay. I just wanted to tell you about the survey again, which is at cinemasense.com slash BTS. So go fill it out. All right, let's move on to keeping tabs. The internet is a communications tool used the world over where people can come together to bitch about movies and share pornography with one another. Ha ha! Oh, jeez. This is the most public yet of my many humiliations. We're each going to tell a story from uh, putting together the week's content, maybe a Google search, uh, some strange research we did, uh, an FBI list that we're on now, whatever the case may be. Uh, so, guys, what do you got in keeping tabs? Jonathan, why don't you start? Uh, mine is pretty minor. I just, uh, when we were doing X-Men, uh, Danae had mentioned something, or I don't, maybe this is even before we did the combine, but um, Cyclops is like a character I've never really been able to understand, like, how he does like like I've never really understood the his power like we were talking about earlier about a lot of these characters you don't know exactly what their power uh really does and Cyclops has that thing where he's shooting these optic blasts out of his eyes and then in the cartoon there were these times where like he was clearly pulling back and only hurting people and then there were times there's a lot of murder in this show by the way too which yeah. is really funny and we send For, this too because they yeah. kept saying they don't kept saying anybody. like yeah they don't hurt anybody it's like you just murdered somebody and like didn't even think twice about it but like he's able to like pull back and and then sometimes he's like i can't control these and so i i tried to look up to see like what his powers actually were or like how how he was able to control them and uh apparently nobody knows <laughs> and um i'm sure somebody's like gonna say i'm dumb and they do know but well and talk about retconning apparently originally 
in the original version of him, it was solar power. So he got his power from, he like basically he pulled the power from the sun and shot it out of his eyes. Oh, interesting. And um, they eventually changed that because Stan Lee or somebody that was writing it was like, so we basically have a character that's useless in the dark, like, which you could still get solar power when it's dark. I don't know why. <laughs> it's like solar stuff doesn't quit working because it's dark. Well, you plus know? that but, could be uh, interesting. You know, his yeah. nighttime could be his kryptonite. Exactly. So they changed it to where they made it. Um, basically, he had unlimited abilities. Just as we're getting into keeping tabs, uh, Storm from the X-Men uh, shuts down Jonathan. And he's, he's currently trying to rejoin us. Uh, but that's uh-huh. what you get for talking smack about the X-Men. So, Danae, why don't you go so. with your uh, keeping tab while we wait for Jonathan? Also, X-Men related, I ended up doing a little bit of research on Lenore Zan, who voiced Rogue during the X-Men. She just has such a unique voice. So whenever I was sending it, I was really connected to like, wow, what an interesting voice. Like when I was a kid, Storm was interesting to me because of her powers. But now Rogue is interesting to me as a voice actor. Um Turns out she's on Twitter at Zan Lenore, Z-A-N-N-L-E-N-O-R-E. And she was, to me, pretty fascinating as a person. Like, if you go and you look at her, here's here's what her um, Twitter profile says. It's very interesting. Member of Parliament in Canada, ex-deputy house leader slash ministerial assistant to deputy premier of NS, award-winning actor, and oh yeah, superhero rogue in X-Men. So she is in Nova Scotia, and you can find out more about her on lenore.ca it seems like she's very active in like politics uh just a couple of days ago she posted something about um that said an important message from hashtag the real rogue of hashtag x-men we all have one superpower that can save our lives sugar and that's to stay home so it's kind of cool just to see her and that's the fun part about how all of this has changed as time has gone on now we can go follow our favorite actors or favorite actresses right yeah you know and go give them that kind of online support. So anyway, it was just something that I got to kind of fangirl out a little bit yeah. and, and go find more. So that was my, I mean, I did other things, other research things, obviously. I mentioned them kind of before, but this one was the big, I guess notably it was trying to figure out if there was an Easter egg for the hash, the, the license plate that turned into that whole rant. <laughs> yeah. Which didn't yield anything at all. So uh, my favorite find, I suppose, for nice. watching this, for keeping tabs was uh- Lenore Zan. I love it. I think Jonathan's back. Jonathan, John, Jonathan, you uh, you missed uh, Danae talking about the voice actress for uh, Rogue, but you can listen to that uh, when you listen to the podcast. Uh, what were you saying about your keeping tabs before Storm uh, from the X-Men took down your uh, recording? <laughs> I know they didn't want me talking about this stuff. I, I was trying to figure out the powers of Cyclops and like specifically like how can he pull back or how can he how can he figure out how much to to shoot from his eyes and basically nobody knows so <laughs> he just basically his eyes were interdimensional apertures and, oh there uh, you go well that makes sense yeah and so they could just do basically whatever his source was unlimited but it's like but where does it no nope, it doesn't matter once from, you once though. you say the word interdimensional it's all good you just you, <laughs> right. it's interdimensional we're all good that's now. right so yeah that what was what you, I tried Aaron? to figure out. 
Uh, I had a few things. Um, I did some research on what differentiates a brass uh, instrument from a woodwind uh, instrument, uh, which was which was fun to do. Um, I, of course, researched all the Sweet Victory stuff from the SpongeBob episode. Uh, but the one I wanted to talk about was also from Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Um, at the beginning, they throw a banana uh, at the statue and the logos, and it says, you know, can we throw things at logos now? Um, and then it calls her Sexy Columbia Statue. Statue lady and somebody somebody in the comments you said oh you mean the statue of liberty which is a common misconception the columbia logo is not the statue of liberty it is uh, literally no. something they've been doing for a long time uh and did some interesting research that is actually a model named jenny joseph it is literally the only thing she's ever modeled for it was in 1992 when they were updating their logos and they just they grabbed her from the office and, and the statue st- of liberty wasn't erected until 1993 guys <laughs> it's true <laughs> it's true uh and said hey here put on this toga we're going to take pictures of you and, uh, and which by did. the way that's that's something you should never do <laughs> that's right if somebody comes to your office and is like hey can put you put on, on a toga, toga so i can like, take some pictures of you it will no. either be you will either be the face of a movie company for 30 years going strong or you'll be abducted one of the two so you just kind of got away you know what's going on there but for uh, jenny joseph uh, it was funny. it was the first one, and she is now the face of Columbia Pictures uh, because of that photo shoot. So I, I don't know. I found that Crazy. fascinating how those kind of things happen just out of nowhere for somebody. But so Jenny Joseph, sexy Columbia statue lady. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if that's on her business card. Probably, and nobody believes her. That's right. Uh, all right, let's move on to the comment section. I want to know what you're thinking. I appreciate your honesty. You're a real straight shooter. You are the ones who are the ball lickers. We're going to scour the comments from the videos this week and come up with one that we want to talk about. Uh, I'll go first this time. Uh, I wanted to mention um, Maya, I'm going to say Maya Galassia in the Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs says the room is a lie. She's talking about uh, Flint's room with all the computers and machines and that kind of stuff. She says, sometimes we see it through Flint's imagination, but everything there is made out of curtains and cardboard with drawings, and he makes all the noises. I don't know if CinemaSins truly doesn't get this or if he just decided to pretend it's not the case and just add a sin, but both scenarios, I'm disappointed. And my question is, what? Really? Does the movie <laughs> say that? No, I'm, I'm genuinely asking. Am, am I wrong? I, I thought all that I stuff don't. was real. I thought so, too. He's an inventor, right? And he's really making invented yeah. stuff. I mean, that's definitely what I took from it. I don't remember the source material like super well, but that's what I took from it for sure. That was just really fascinating to me because I'm like, did we miss something? Like, is is it is this all in his imagination? But I, I think it's supposed to be real. I mean, I know there's yeah, some, that... some fun things he does with, like, the door, like where he makes the noise for the door, like when he's leaving. Like, it has a little, like, Simon Says machine there and he mm-hmm. pushes the button and he goes you know makes the door noise um but i think all those screens and um, stuff are real well i went to cloudy with the chance of meatballs fandom wiki and it says flint's lab is a laboratory of flint uh, flint lockwood where he works on his invents and scientific research it started off as a small high-tech cu- uh, cubby and as flint grew up it became as big as a town water silo with the ground area covering most of the backyard except the entrance yeah, I so think it's, it I doesn't think it's real. seem like that's fictional. Okay, 
I'm yeah, I don't think so. I'm glad you looked that up. But it is one of those moments where I'm reading through the comments and I'm like, oh, my goodness. You know, and so I, I wanted right. to kind of throw that out there and just say, you know, because she just seems so confident. Imagine that somebody in the right. comments seeming very confident. But um, <laughs> but yeah, so I feel a little better now. I feel a little better because I, I think it is all supposed to be real. I, I don't right. I don't think it's it's fictional. So uh, anyhow, what do you got, Jonathan? Uh, actually, we pretty much covered mine on uh, the ones I had pulled were all from X-Men and we talked about it. it was mostly just about people were complaining about us making fun of Gambit and Danae was too, apparently. And, um, <laughs> and then the, 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 the bit that Danae was talking about with, uh, uh storms abilities, uh, that's where I pulled my comments from. So we kind of already discussed all that. So. Nice. Yep. Uh, I have two. I had one that was a question and then another one, another question. This one was going to be for Jonathan, both from the X-Men. Um, so the first one says from this is from Keith Marshman, Marshman, who says, is the screen blurry on the sides for copyright reasons or something? Because if you do not need to do it, stop it. It's not artistic. It's annoying. No, <laughs> it's, answer, a, silly that's guy, a, it's a resolution. That's a formatting. That's yeah. a formatting issue. That's a that's the the resolution of the however the however the show was shot itself some of the yeah. older shows and older movies uh the it's a wonderful life uh cinema sins video had that if i actually we stretched that to full screen it would look like trash right yeah well totally. that or you would have black bars well and, and, and what's i guess just at some point down the road they decided to have the the blurred imagery i remember that that point down the road because one of the very yeah. first tv sins videos we did was for buffy the vampire slayer mm-hmm. i believe and one of the yeah. first sins i wrote was about the black bars i i sinned the <laughs> aspect ratio uh and so and then after that we decided to uh instead of doing black bars we yeah we filled those with um with that blur so i think it works well it's, I kind, like of, it. it's kind of like whenever you somebody does um instead of a land landscape mode on their phone they do like the upright and so then you've got all this space on the left and the right where if you if you tried to like move out the main picture it would cut off so much it's a similar Mm -hmm. kind of scenario situation so the blurry is is so that it looks better than just having black bars but then like if you look at westworld or you it fills up the entire screen well it's funny it's um, funny that you mentioned westworld um because it is one of many shows right now that is using aspect ratio to tell the tell the story in unique ways um because there are some things that happen that are 16 by 9 and some things that happen that are i forget what the other one is that's more cinematic Um, and those Ooh. represent different, possibly, these are theories, represent different realities, represent different timelines, those kind of wow. things. And so that's interesting. it is very interesting. And I love the way media right now is playing with aspect ratio as a way to enhance the story. So yeah, there was um, there was a series that did that with if it was in the past. Uh, they used a different aspect ratio versus mm-hmm. so that's how you knew that you were in the past as opposed to being in the present. I don't remember what show that was. There have been se- and I think there have been several huh? shows that have have worked with it. One of the most recent, mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember who the actress was. Uh, was it Julia Roberts? Was in a TV show recently. That's the one. It's Homecoming. Homecoming. That's what I'm thinking of. Yes, yes that is exactly. Yeah. yeah. So. so whenever they were in the past, it was a different it was a different aspect ratio. And it took me like a second to get used to that. But once I did, it was it was actually kind of cool. But <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm just loving that. So that made me think of that when yeah. you mentioned Westworld. So, yeah, very nice. So anyways, calm down, Keith K. Marshman. <laughs> <Just calm. laughs> 
it's it's um, a valid it's a valid question because sure. it is visually it's different and we we don't do it as much with the movies but occasionally because like i think dumbo we had to do yep. that this question comes from uh christoph de crane this is for jonathan at the end of uh x-men on in the outtakes the caught me off guard thingy where was that from i recognize it but i can't quite place it and i didn't tell christoph de crane where it uh, came it, from but me... um I, it, it's from tag yeah the church scene in tag so how oh. did, is that just something that's in your mind that you saw or yeah because i actually um i haven't seen that movie what was the outtake i'm trying to remember what the outtake was it, it was like um i'm sneaking up on him like i'm i'm not sneaking up on it was some sort of like a comment back oh. and forth yeah and i think i was i think that was one of those things where i had something in my head that i wanted to find and then i ended up coming up on that and it was like perfect right uh, it, it really just, was and i've never yeah. seen that movie tag i haven't i haven't either um jeremy saw it and what he told me didn't really make me interested in watching (laughs) it so you're not a big fan of it either are you it's funny enough it's it's just not that next level comedy like game night where it's funny and also really well done it's just kind of funny at times so yeah but yeah, no, it was just it was just uh, it was just a lucky happenstance or whatever. Uh, yeah, that I found it. So now you know where that's from. And hey, if you're a new listener from the comment section, just because I said that, hi, we see you. Thanks for not <laughs> being a dick. <laughs> That's, that is that's, that is our general response to everybody that, that yeah. uh, comes into contact with us. <laughs> we're, and that we're was so all thankful. I had for uh, questions and feedback. Well, there you I go. I get that with the I get that with the outtakes though, because when I'm reviewing an edit that I didn't work on, or when I'm watching the video for this, uh, you know, and you guys will do outtakes, and I'll be like, I know that. What is that from? I know that. Yeah, yeah, it's and fun. I have to like, yeah, it's one of my favorite things. All right, let's move on to Beyond the Sins to infinity. And beyond! Somewhere beyond my wild history. To boldly go where no man has gone before. We're each going to <laughs> chat about something else from the world of pop culture uh, that we've seen recently. Um, I guess I'll start. And today I'm going to bring you in on this one uh, because okay. you introduced me to this show. And the show just... Oh, no. The show just finished... Are you taking the one that I'm doing? <gasps> really? Am I? It's just finished its third season, which will be its final season. Um, okay. Do you, do you know? It's on Hulu? I, no, I don't. Do you, do you know? No, I didn't no. think you still watched oh, no, the show. I, kn- I know. You're good to go then. Okay. 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 Good. Carry on. Carry uh, on. I'm going to talk about Future Man on Hulu. Uh, and this was one that uh, Danae introduced me to. And oh, it's so raunchy. It's, <laughs> is this the guy from Hunger Games? Josh Hutchinson. Yes, yeah. It's PETA. Yeah. Is it PETA? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it is. Holy crap. This is such a I've never crazy seen it. show. Oh, my God. This show is guano loco like it, it is, is so crazy so crazy uh it i'll check it out and it is funny it is as far cool. as shows that i laugh at this is way up there like it is and it's three seasons but they're each short seasons i think it's like 13 episodes 13 episodes mm-hmm. and the final season is eight episodes uh so there's just over 30 episodes they're each half an hour long um, and the cast is so great together. And this is willing to go so many places that you cannot believe it's going. Uh, and I guess that's the other thing I'll say is if you're the kind of person that can be offended, you will be offended at some point in this show. It is in it's it's, it's kind, like a little South Parky in that. way. That is exactly the right description. It's very. So South what's Park-y. the premise? So the idea is that this this guy beats this video game that was apparently designed by uh, this future 
um, warrior like plan uh, to you know seek out somebody who could save the world in their time. And so he beats this video game. They come back in time, and uh, he becomes he's their savior or whatever. Yeah, he becomes Future Man. Which, by the way, his last name is Futterman, uh, which is hilarious to me. <laughs> but anyways, so what ends up happening is they realize, oh, this is just some slob on a couch who learned how to beat a video game. He's actually not a leader at all. And so much of the humor is comes from the fact that these absolute uh you know 100% killers are trying to teach this normal schlub like that he's the savior of the universe kind of thing. So but- it's kind of like uh Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's sure. It's kind of like Chuck mixed with like Last Starfighter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, only only super super are rated. Like I think yeah. when they come from the future into the bedroom yes. to retrieve him as like the savior he's masturbating and he ends up coming all over them as they arrive so <laughs> yes. like just be prepared for everything because so also meets goes. american pie yeah <laughs> yeah yeah something about mary meets south park meets chuck yeah something like that and and, and it's also like it also has like a low budget kind of feel to Definitely. it you know where uh i think it w- in season two specifically it's just like the locations are just you know at anyway it's i totally forgot about it i need to go back and revisit it especially when since it, it's wrapping up well, i remember when it first started they would show like it was at theaters uh before the previews and stuff they'd have like that that reel of whatever i don't even know what they call it now i can't remember what the company is but they just have like they go behind the scenes of movies and they do all this different stuff and then one of the things they showed a trailer for the show all this i thought it was a joke like i just thought yeah. it was no it is because who are it the other main people in it it's um, who's, well, who's in I it mean, besides Josh Hutcherson? Nobody you've probably heard of other than oh. Haley Joel Osment is in it for a hot second. Um, and he's great. Uh, for some reason, I was thinking like the two people that like work with him or whatever were, were somebody, maybe not. But uh, I just remember thinking like it felt almost like an SNL like parody. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. ridiculousness. Oh, I'm so glad you brought that one back up. Yeah. Uh, and, and here's the final thing I have to say, other than the fact that this is easily the dirtiest thing I've ever recommended in any way, <laughs> shape, form or whatever. Uh, Dirtier than Big Mouth? Um, you know, that's interesting. Or Bojack? So, I mean, Bojack's not that Bojack's not that dirty. Um, Big Mouth is, but Big Mouth huh. is like dirty in a way that's important, almost. Like the discussions in there mean something. You know, like this is just this is this is more dirty to be clever, which is why I like it. Like I don't like shock humor just because it's shock humor. What I enjoy mm-hmm. is when it's actually clever shock humor. You know what I like when the the clever yeah. is the point. The shock is just the delivery device. You know, kind of idea. It's interesting though that the show you don't find dirty has uh, horses having sex with like humans and cats and... well this is part of that that universe that's <laughs> just yeah, it's fine it's just, it's just it's a third horse. world yeah it's a humanoid horse yeah exactly it has a 7.8 out Jonathan. of 10 on imdb and 91 percent on rotten tomatoes open your mind to bestiality yeah that's yeah. actually really well received 94 percent google users like this show so i've heard good stuff about it here's, i hadn't gotten around to watching it so other than it's the dirtiest thing i've ever, ever recommended uh it is the way this series finishes because this is the series finale not just the season finale for season three is it similar to how PETA finishes in the first episode (laughs) no uh (laughs) it is the best finish to a series I think I've ever seen. I, Whoa, I, I'm excited to watch it. I love, and I'm not talking about necessarily the way the plot wraps up. I'm talking about literally the way they finish this show is one of my favorite things I've ever seen. I just, I loved it so uh, much. 
I'm so, excited. Okay, I'm yeah. going to go watch it. It's on Hulu, you said? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So Future Man, season three, final season is out. And uh, Can I can I piggyback on yours? Yeah. 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 Go for it. Because I have, I have another kind of sci-fi like one that I would like to recommend. And it feels, it's a, it's a, uh, called The Rook on Stars. So I picked up Stars recently. We added it to our YouTube um, TV uh, just to kind of like get another like set of channels. And I just put it on one day and I had it on while I was packing my house. And so I was just going from room to room and i binged the entire series and so i actually really liked it it doesn't have like a super huge following um it's like a 6.8 out of 10 on imb i haven't really looked into it but it reminds me of uh, uh, reminds me a little bit of blind spot in a way where you kind of start off the entire series where your main character whose name is miffany like tiffany but with a dub, uh, an m and she is like doesn't remember anything and so you're figuring out what's going on and uh in this sort of sci-fi mystery world kind of as the show goes on so you're not quite sure who's a bad guy who's a good guy what did the person who doesn't have memory do before her memory was wiped and so she's really trying to kind of figure it out i can i think i can understand why some people um would give it lower rankings because i feel like the end of the series because it's just like i think it's just one season and i don't even i don't know that they're releasing more because it's based on a book so i think it's kind of done which is sort of nice to be able to recommend just like a little simple Mm -hmm. you know i'm not gonna say low budget uh sci-fi watch because i actually really enjoyed how this thing was shot there's some really beautiful cinematography in here and just really pretty angles like whoever was the, the the people who are directing this have a really beautiful eye i I actually several times kind of stopped and watched a scene a couple of times because I was like, that's really beautiful. So it's very artistic in that way. But anyways, the the drive of watching this for me is the mystery, like what's happening. And I would say that maybe the reveals and the buildup at the end maybe aren't as climactic and cinematic as I thought that they would be. And perhaps if I was reading the book, it would be a little bit different. Um, but I liked the acting in it. I thought it was really interesting. I liked the the premise of it. These uh, this definitely the sci-fi nature of this is sort of like a little bit X-Men like in a way just to kind of give you like a that's little what bit I was of a, a, I was about I, to ask you that because I read this book but I haven't seen the show but I also read another book around the same time called The Power and I always get both of those confused yeah so and I don't want to give a lot away because that's part of the fun of watching this and since it's not mm-hmm. going to potentially be going anywhere I won't tell you anything else but um, there were a couple of really interesting reveals in in this in, in the sci-fi nature of this show that I liked a lot um I think one of the big downs for me so if you guys end up watching it and you want to give me your feedback I'd love it and I love by the way I love hearing from you guys on Twitter you're the DMs of you trying um podcasts or like games or everything that's recommended so you're always welcome to check it out and tell me what you think I love your opinions that's um, d-e-n-e-e-s-a-y-s yes okay. yep that's me and <laughs> We'll repeat it again here in just a second, too. Um, but one of the things that kind of bugged me is, and this probably has to happen for pacing of a show versus maybe like reading a book, uh, there's a lot of convenience in this. So if that bothers you, like plot convenience, like moving things along, this would be an easily cinnable show. My sin brain was lit throughout probably the first three or four episodes because there's so many things that just don't make sense. And in that way, I mean, the marijuana of... probably helped with that too, though, right? <laughs> I mean, 
<laughs> like and you know how like in um I don't know if you guys did watch Blind Spot, but the whole the whole thing of that is she's got all these tattoos on her body that give clues. And if you think about it, it's like, kind of cool to think about that way. But how do you know which tattoo you're going to investigate next? And so as she's trying to unfold the mystery of who she is and and what she is and who the people around her are and all of and her role in all of it, it's like man, it sure is convenient that you found that piece of paper right there, isn't it? You know what I mean? So that kind of stuff you have to sort of suspend a bit to enjoy it, which is what I did because it was a great background watch. Uh, it kept me very, very um, entertained. So that's my, it's that's again cool. called The Rook and it is on, or it's called, yeah, The Rook on Stars. We just picked up the stars. We just picked up stars recently too because they're offering with all a lot of these companies are offering a lot of these streaming services are offering mm-hmm. deals right now. And I think they yeah. were like twenty five dollars for like six months. So yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. So if you're thinking there about doing it anyway, there. I'd go for it because there's some other yeah. shows on stars that's really that that are good too. And so I'm gonna I plan on you know uh, watching some more, but I usually don't have a show to recommend for you. So cool. There you go. What about you, Jonathan? What am I doing? Well, let me tell you about what I'm doing. If I can pull this up, because now I all of a sudden forgot what I was going to talk that about. Me um, of the, that oh, remi- yes. That reminded me of the Sin in the X-Men video. Is like, yes, because all mutants narrate their powers as they're doing them. That's a thing. <laughs> yeah, that was such a good one, Jonathan. <laughs> That's so weird. Um, no, so I started watching that. This is, I feel like Aaron recommending Apple TV. I don't, I mean, Apple uh, Plus or whatever. I don't know how many people that listen to us subscribe to Shudder. But if you do subscribe to Shudder, uh, which is owned by AMC. So I will say AMC might show this eventually because I know the Shudder uh, had a show premiere last year. Uh, it was a uh, creep show. It was an anthology series that AMC is going to be showing later this year. So maybe they'll show this eventually if you don't have Shudder. But Shudder is only like five bucks a month. So it's and you can get like a free 30 days if this sounds interesting to you. But they just debuted a show called Cursed Films. And it is a uh, a documentary series, I guess, talking about specific films that uh, have been uh, pe- some people believe have curses associated with them. Uh, their third episode was Poltergeist, which is probably the most popular one. I think a lot of people know about where you know there were uh, cast members that died, and uh, there were just things around, including the main little girl died. Um, after they shot the third one uh, from a from a bowel obstruction, but there was and then uh, Dominic Dunn, who played the sister in the first Poltergeist, she was murdered by her boyfriend uh, right after they shot the first one, and then there were some other people that died. A couple of them, because I'll tell you right now, I don't believe really in curses, so. <laughs> I definitely don't really necessarily believe that these films are cursed because a lot of these are weird. Like one guy was like 95 and he died yeah. uh, shortly after they filmed. But it's like, yeah, but he was he was also 95. Um, but I still find it really interesting because there are a lot of people that really believe this stuff. And also the series is going into like just what exactly like what, you know, what people believe curses are and how that could have like, I guess, affect uh, a film that might be about something that, uh, you know, might get itself cursed. Uh, the other two episodes they've aired so far were The Exorcist and The Omen. So they talk a lot about religion and, uh, you know, and, and where curses originated from and things like that. So it's pretty interesting. They're only going to have five episodes, though. I know one of the last ones is going to be The Crow. I don't remember what the other one is they're going to do. But um, I've seen the first three and um, it's 
I don't know. It's really entertaining. It's really interesting. I've kind of really started getting into these uh, documentary series on on stuff like this. Although I'm not watching Tiger King, so don't ask. But um, <laughs> but no. But this was just something that I I even though I don't believe in it, I I found the subject matter fascinating. Right. And uh, it is still interesting. Like the omen is really weird. Like. Um, like Gregory Peck almost died like twice and it was based on these flights that he was supposed to take coming to film and like something even crashed right by a sign. I think one of the planes crashed right by a sign wherever they were, whatever country they were in. And it was a, the sign said Omen, but it was two Elms. But then what was weirder, it was mile marker 666. It was just weird stuff like that, you know? Interesting. And, what's the uh, na- so it's pretty fascinating. What's the name of the show again? Um, it's called Cursed Films. Well, that makes sense. That's, and that's it's, what it's about. And it's available on Shudder. Very nice. That's going to wrap it up for Behind the Sins this week. Uh, don't forget to make sure you are subscribed and go ahead and leave a comment or rating as well. Uh, don't forget you can hang out with us on Twitter. We're at BTS on Twitter. Uh, also, personally, if you want to DM us or hang out with us, I'm at Aaron Dicer. She is at Danae Says. D-E-N-E-E-S-A-Y-S. And he is at Sam Loomis 13. So for Jonathan Watkins, Danae Hughes, and myself, we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. Send any feedback to BehindTheSinsPod at gmail.com. And be sure to subscribe or message us at Twitter. And be sure to visit CinemaSins.com. I can see you, but I cannot hear you because you aren't on Discord yet. Shut your mouth hole. I am not ready. (laughs) Hi. Hello. Ping pong. Ping pong. (laughs) Who's the fool now, fool? I'm eating pork in a closet. (laughs) (laughs) What does that mean? The little known known sequel to the song In the Closet, Eating Pork (laughs) in a Closet. We drive uh, to the new house to drop off the refrigerator uh, so that we can plug it in and have our food somewhere overnight because we didn't take possession of the house until the next day. Yeah. And while we're on, like, while we're there waiting for the movers to show up to unpack the refrigerator, we get a call from the people who are buying our house. They're like, where's the refrigerator? You sold us the house with the refrigerator in it. Where is it? (laughs) And somehow our realtor... And we totally missed this, had sold our house that included our refrigerator. We had to ask my dad and my, my husband and my dad put the refrigerator from the moving truck onto our trailer and drove it 35 miles back to our old house to drop it off for them. And then we had to figure out where we're going to put all of our extra food and freezer items that now we couldn't put anywhere. It was just absolutely crazy. But you don't have a refrigerator. Like, you don't have anything that just keeps stuff cold. You only oh, have oh, a freezer. Oh. Good question. Our house does have a refrigerator oh, in the kitchen. We gotcha. always have one in the... We had one in the garage for, like, oh, overflow. Oh, I yeah. see what you're saying. This is an Ozark staple. Everybody's got a fridge in the garage, too. It's, uh, it's Oh, no, they do here, too. We don't. We don't. Because we had dogs <laughs> for the longest time that lived in our garages. Because we set our garages up as kennel runs because we had so many dogs. Do they know how to open the uh, fridge? i found like three boxes of my old electronics so i've been plugging them all in to see what still works finding Mm -hmm. like old pictures so i had a good like 15 minute cry yesterday or the day before because i found pictures of my saint bernard when she was a puppy i thought i lost him it was so cool i like turned on my really old computer and i can't even get them off of this computer it's so old there isn't even like a usb port on it i have to go get a floppy disk (laughs) (laughs) 
I've I've really had a good time opening up these old boxes, being like, "Oh my god, it's my first laptop, and it weighs seventy five pounds." <laughs> <laughs> we should do some anyway. at some point where somebody is just store this away in case you're the one sending this movie. If there's a movie and somebody is is searching for their computer, can we do a scene <coughs> does not contain a laptop? <coughs> sin. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Easter, guys. Hey, oh, happy yeah. Easter. Recording yeah, I this. saw Danae's tweet about that. I've never really celebrated Easter, so this is just like, oh, it's Sunday. Yeah, for us, it's kind of like I've celebrated Easter with my family. You know, you go for a yeah. family dinner or whatever. We do but that, then yes. last year with Iris, she was kind of too young to do anything like traditional. Mm-hmm. We did get her. My mom crocheted her this really big Easter basket that's cute and it looks like a bunny. And so we gave that to her, but she didn't have much interest in it. But this year, she's almost three, so she's definitely like could go around and find Easter eggs and or enjoy company so we're gonna do something really small later on today but for the most part not like we just totally forgot to even plan to shop for a ham or anything so we're like well (laughs) i guess we're gonna have tilapia for dinner yeah my my boys are all into the easter egg hunt it's one of their favorite things every year and are you joking you do a crazy elaborate one no i do do a huge elaborate like i they each we okay are we gonna go through let's go through this so basically how it works sure no i'm interested with my four boys uh they each have um five eggs so there's we hide a total of 20 eggs uh, in you know a given room, and I take time and really get creative with the hiding spaces and kind of where they might be. Um, and so then we release them youngest to oldest. The youngest, well, and there's also a chocolate bunny which is larger, and then there's a medium size hidden thing which is not in an egg, but it's usually like a candy bar, or a piece of candy, something like that. And so then we release them one at a time, and they each get five minutes before the next person goes. So the youngest goes and gets five minutes to find as many, you know, of his five eggs and his chocolate bunny and his medium sized, you know, gift. And he's 15. Yeah, he's 15 now. Uh, and so then after five minutes, my second youngest goes, then after five minutes, my third youngest. And so by the time it gets yeah. to my oldest, like it's the hardest, you know, stuff that's there, but they're all searching together for a lot of this. Cause I'm really good at hiding stuff. Let me just say every year, this event goes for at least an hour, uh, where they're searching and trying to find stuff. So yeah, it's, it's a lot that's of fun. fun. You have a lot of family traditions. You make me feel lazy. <laughs> I know, right? I feel like we have some, but then I hear Aaron's like I every know, Christmas, it's like, <laughs> Christmas Eve, they do like eight things. It's true. It's true. Well, they, and then they, they have like their family guys, vacations listen, that they do. Listen, here's the deal. I've been doing it longer. We have vacations. They just pile up over the years. That's all that happens. Like you know, we weren't watching. Well, and there's only three. Yeah, of but but you keep them going. That's that's the impressive <laughs> thing. They they might pile up, but you're like, you know what? I'm gonna do this next year. For me, I'm like, what did I do last year? Probably just took a nap. Let's just do an Easter nap. You that already mentioned one. Now you've got Easter tilapia. Now it's a thing. All you have to do is I, remember not, to do tilapia every really Easter. Happen. It's not really going to happen. <laughs> well, like There's, Aaron and I's birthday's coming up. That's and right. It is like at the end of May, and we're probably still going to be. I, I don't. I doubt we'll. We'll probably still be stuck yeah. in the house at that point. I, mean, I don't that's know, what man. It's looking like let's 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 just let's just be hopeful for Memorial Day well, slash the Aaron Jonathan birthday party. It'll yeah. be like Memorial what, Day, our birthday, and. <laughs> And like the end of self-isolation all in one. Let's do this thing. My daughter says I'm not cool. And she's sitting there like watching YouTube. And I'm like, you realize I have a YouTube channel, right? She's like, it's different. (laughs) You realize I write jokes that millions of people laugh at on your little YouTube channel. (laughs) 
I mistakenly asked the 20 some year old movers that came to move our house if they like knew about cinema sins. And they're like, no. <laughs> and I was like, okay, cool. You're and they're like, like oh, why? Yeah. And I said, no, no reason. I was just wondering. <laughs> <laughs> This pride comes before the fall. It's like totally. <laughs> like just curious. I'm just polling the audience. Hey guys, you know, ever heard of cinema sins? No. Oh, okay. Uh, carry on. <laughs> I told you about my nephew at Thanksgiving, didn't I? My nephew. I don't think so. My nephew at our Michigan Thanksgiving, which we do every other year, uh, is another tradition. Another God. Tradition. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway never even heard of thanksgiving until i met aaron dice my my 12 year old <laughs> nephew uh literally spent the day after thanksgiving uh the friday after thanksgiving watching cinema sins morning to night just on rotation just sitting there oh, no. just watching <sighs> them roll through and i'd walk walk by every once in a while and you know it would be one of the cinema sins video and i'm and at one point during the day i was like hey do you do you know what i do for a living <laughs> <laughs> Hey, can we call this Easter uh, sequester? No. Okay. No, right. because it sounds no, way that too does much not like sound good. secrete. I feel like I'm or, sequestered. Or... The, the, the sound is just not good. Sequestered. I feel like we're all sequestered. Why isn't it just sequester? <laughs> Happy well, sequester. The, that's the actual word. It's like secrete and queef together with Easter. It's so weird. No, it's just sequestered and Easter together. Sequestered. Come on. It's perfect. But Here's yeah, the sure. real question I have for you guys. Can you hear my daughter screaming? No. No. Cool. So far, my little... Oh, just heard it there. I think the only reason I yeah. heard it, though, is because you mentioned it. Yeah, and like, we, all, and we th- all were quiet. I would never have thought that's what that okay. was. And no. it wasn't even that loud. Was she screaming like she's unhappy or she yeah, was Yeah, I was surprised to hear her drop the F-bomb, but I guess not with, right. with you in the well, house. But... Yeah. <laughs> Do you need a mom break? She's screaming, leave me alone, leave me alone. If you need to go check on her, go check on her. That's all right. We'll 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 be here sequestered. <laughs> oh, it's Iris. Oh, I'm in here recording. Hi, Iris. Hello. What's Hi, up, Iris. Iris? Can you see Aaron? Hi. Hi. Say hello. And the stranger that you don't know. What's up? You okay? You feeling better? <laughs> oh, that is that is pitiful. That is precious. Iris, you're precious. Yeah. Can, Wait, you... see, can you hear Aaron say hi? Say hi, Aaron. Hi, Aaron. Hi, Iris. Say hi, Jonathan. Oh, hi. <laughs> so then I'm Zooming with my family at 6, and then Zooming with Jen's family at 7, and then Zooming with friends at 8. So, oh, my God. Yeah. I'm going to get done with this and just stare at the television for probably six <laughs> hours because... Hey, since we're still in the outtake section, I have an update that I want to give to everybody before they go away. Okay. Do you want this to okay. be the last outtake? No, nah, I don't care. I think the last outtake should be something funny, and I don't think this is going to be funny. Okay, say something funny, then, and we'll make that the last last outtake. Hey, guys, your behind-the-scenes stickers have been sent. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, so is, okay. the, is the brr, is that supposed to be the final outtake, or, or I, I, I don't understand? I mean, I mean, you said to make it funny. <laughs> no, I said, no, I was saying go ahead and say something completely unrelated that's funny. Oh. And then we'll oh. use that as the last. Never mind, though, because oh. that works. That completely works. Burr. <laughs> <laughs> 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. <laughs> 